Then let's forget what we should have done earlier and continue with what we should do now. Hey, folks. Welcome to a new year. New year, old same shitty us. country. Same me. And yeah, old, old us, old country. It's all bad. But hey, you know what? We're doing our best. We're all doing our best out here. I like the us idea need to get- of oh, like the, the, the clock ticks over. And you do go through some form of metamorphosis. Like, you emerge yeah, from some chrysalis yeah. whenever the ball drops in New York. Yeah, that would be uh, that would be a neat feature. But unfortunately, uh, since the year since it's a new year, literally twenty four times. Well, I mean, if you go second by second, you know that's you can really get crazy about it. But even if you go by time zones, you know, hmm. um, it's, it's twenty four separate new years doesn't really. Uh, coincide with that idea <laughs> i love the idea, you want, maybe you could maybe if you're like traveling on a plane you can go do multiple metamorphoses yeah yeah you just keep up with the <laughs> thing you can you can stay young forever if you never emerge from your chrysalis <laughs> just moving it through on like an sr-71 or something fast enough to keep it from the sun getting you <laughs> but yeah um no i mean us commies cut yourselves a break i know it's tough out there if you didn't keep up all your resolutions just keep up the resolution of fighting the good fight in even if it's only in your mind if you're not Mm -hmm. out on the streets doing stuff you know just keeping yourself going is a good fight in and of itself staying alive that's first 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 rule of the business so we promised you some propaganda episodes and they are coming i know i said weeks which i meant even then i meant months which was already a ridiculous (laughs) promise uh during the previous episode we are we will be bringing you those episodes the next one will be our news uh propaganda episode and it will be hopefully highly entertaining and educational but this month we just uh it's been a lot kyle and i are i mean kyle especially i moved across the country again uh yeah still working 80 hours a week not super no (laughs) yeah all around kyle does not kyle is someone who does not cut himself a break ever and uh only 70 oh excuse me (laughs) uh yeah kyle kyle's not good at cutting himself a break but uh while he is still doing three jobs it's unlikely that the episodes will be coming out quite as rapidly as we were hoping but we'll still get them out we will keep releasing episodes even if they're not perfectly monthly they will keep coming but this month we're giving ourselves a softball so we went ahead and chronologically ordered all the zorzana noglobs not from release day on our side but from the fictional release date they had back in the 1990s right the canon yes so uh there's obviously a few gaps because i haven't released uh, all i mean i think i'm on episode 27 is the last one i've set a number for and uh we haven't gotten that far, plus the movies happen after that, so there are some gaps, obviously. Someday, maybe I'll fill them in, but for now, it's at least, it's still a nice way to catch up if you haven't, uh, if you missed some Z&O references, and with the movies right at the end, you'll be able to, like, hey, I remember those characters showing hey. up in other <laughs> skits. So, hopefully this, uh, canon order of Zorzan and Oglob is, uh, delightful to listen to, and at the end, we'll have a little news blast for you. Have fun, folks! BC. This field trip is kind of stupid. I know it's a newly developing species, but we have those on Urko. I disagree, classmate Zorzon. These creatures have recently started using tools and forming primitive tribes. Our instructor said that, given the right conditions, they could attain interstellar travel in under 10,000 years. You're a weird kid, Oglob, but you're not wrong. Honestly, uh, they're kind of scrappy. It's that underdog effect. I want to root for them. I appreciate you altering your opinion based on my observations. You know, 
I bet by the time we're grown up, these things are going to be a pretty cool species. I just hope they have a name by then. They have already begun using primitive language, so I expect they will. I am more concerned that they will not be capable of coexisting with their bountiful planet. They do seem fairly violent. Well, if they've gotten to tools and tribes, I'm sure they'll have it figured out in no time. Anyway, you're pretty smart, Oglob. How about we be friends and plan to come back here and check this place out someday? I have never had a friend. I am ecstatic. It is the deal, friend Zorzan. Our friendship shall thrive, just as these creatures' society will in time. Earth, near the Roman Empire, circa 27 B.C. Friend Zorzan, I am once again curious about how the humans on Earth are faring. Would you be agreeable to a brief visit in their orbit? I suppose so, Aglob. I'm sure they have developed a much more sophisticated society in the last couple millennia. Jubilation! I shall set the course! It seems the engine on my paternal unit's Starbo is aging. That hyperwarp took far too long. Hey, you're just lucky your dad lets you bar the ship. Anyway, it's pretty clear from up here that the humans don't have space travel tech yet. But they do seem to finally have society. Indeed! The beginnings of the modernized civilization. They are in possession of sewage systems, and they have rudimentary understanding of architecture. I also see they have a location for shared entertainment. They are all enjoying... Oh. Oh my, that is quite gruesome. Earth, circa 1940. Well, I think the humans have had plenty of time to recover from the last disaster of a visit. I'm sure they're not killing each other for sport anymore. What do you think, Oglob? Time for another trip? Absolutely, friend Zorzon. I am eager to see what humanity has accomplished. Well, they seem to have progressed their technology a bit. Though I am deeply saddened to observe that many of these developments are in the form of weaponry. Yeah, that is... That's not great. On the upside, there seem to be some great developments in travel and communication. Uh, check this place out. America. It, it seems to have reasonably contented citizens. At least the pale ones. Unfortunate. While I'm relieved to see that humans with additional pigment are no longer enslaved in first world countries, they do seem to still be receiving extremely unfair treatment. Still, their conditions appear to be better than those in... Russia? It seems that these are two opposite poles in a great clash of economic systems. These... Soviets... They seem to have dispersed power, however, under conditions of outside pressure, strongmen and patronage are worming their ways into what might have been an egalitarian system. It's really disappointing to see two systems so woefully inadequate to the needs of others. Especially where one's richest tenth of a percent of the population has ten percent of the wealth. What astounding wealth inequality! Well, I am certain that with the prosperity in America, they will attain a balanced social system in no time. The only reason I could see for the slowing of humanity's rise to a sustainable species would be massive warfare. According to this, they just had that happen less than 30 years ago, so surely they've learned their lesson. 
Oh, and look, their scientists are experimenting with radiation. Exemplary! Surely these experiments are the beginning of sustainable fusion-based energy, capable of maintaining technological expansion without the need to continue using fossilized fuels. They will certainly be done mining their planet to a husk within weeks. Well, they have some way to go to reach a perfect civilization, but they're getting closer. We should definitely check up on them soon. Earth, 2020 AD. Friend Zorzon, shall we pay a visit to Earth? The humans have attained the beginnings of modern technology, and I am convinced that species will have turned these advances into making a peaceable society. Sure, Oglob. We could give them a look. Who knows? Maybe they've finally learned how to care about each other. I, for one, am quite certain that the species will have attained the ability to peaceably provide for the necessities of each member therein. Perhaps I have erred in my expectations. Mm, yes, it looks like things are pretty messed up down there. I mean, to their credit, they've gotten the hang of wireless communication and data distribution. Regrettably, the readouts indicate that the most common use of their near-limitless data sharing is... Gracious! How terribly foul! I accept that I am not attracted to the human physique, but I cannot imagine that act being appealing to anybody. Mm, to each their own, I guess. After all, we have people on our planet who like the dirty geek step. Anyway, I imagine for the lot of them, it's a way to pass the time while they're quarantining. They seem to be in the middle of a global pandemic. Ah, well, this is entirely reasonable, then. However, I am concerned. The country that claims to be the mightiest on their world, America, it seems to be incapable of maintaining the necessary protocols to allow the quelling of the virus. Look at the readouts. They've got a per capita rate of cases much higher than any of the other countries. Well, maybe they have some stupid citizens, but if they're really going to act like they're number one, they must have something going for them. Yes, of course, friends Zorzon. Let us examine their social infrastructure. America must certainly meet the needs of all the denizens inhabiting it. Actually, it looks like they don't even have universal health care or food service, let alone housing for all. Also, they seem to be using a style of capitalism where, at their minimum wage, a person would need to work most of their conscious time to meet the basic standards of living. This planet is rather depressing. Are there any other cultures that seem to be providing decent living conditions? Mm, well, it looks a bit better in... Europe. They have some pretty good countries spread around there. Ones that have social programs that allow for comfortable living. Downside is... A lot of these places seem to be very freaking cold. Indubitably. Those temperatures would be untenable for me. Well, with their industrial corporate entities pumping petrochemicals into the atmosphere and ecosystem of the planet, those conditions should change. Oh, oh, oh wait. It looks like humans can't breathe CO2. This planet might be a goner. This visit was as unsatisfying as our previous ones, friend Zorzon. But I will maintain hope. I intend to return in a few years and reevaluate humanity's chances. For now, back home to our sensible civilization.
The Adventures of Sorsen and Arglob, Episode 3, Confused Irate Aliens. Friend Zorzan, I believe we should take some time to see exactly what type of covert intelligence Aars is capable of. Is that amenable to you? Yeah, sure, why not? Any specific place you would like to start? Well, I believe we should start with this Central Intelligence Agency from America. They seem to have the widest breadth of accomplishments and interferences. Let us examine the operations they have executed over the years and survey the locations impacted. Seems good to me, Oglop. Incidentally, it looks like they generally abbreviate this agency as CIA. Anyway, I suppose we should start from the beginning. Oh, wow, these files are quite heavily marked. We'll have to run the D-redactor slowly while we go through. It looks like we're starting over in a country called Rusia. Absolutely. Tracking a course. Oh, wait. Hold on. We actually need to go to Romania. It looks like they were interfering with Russian troops infiltrating at the time. Understood. I'll mark the course correction. Oh, don't get too comfortable, Aglab. They were doing the same thing in Germany and... Computer, pronounce highlighted word. Czechoslovakia. Yes, that. Well, that seems like an overabundance of simultaneous operations. Perhaps we should simply move ahead in the timeline. Yeah, these were apparently all busts anyway. Their first true success was in Italy. Ah, that sounds perfect. I shall head there now. What manner of impact did they have here? Surely something to benefit the region's democracy and well-being? I'm not so sure about that. It seems that this Operation Gladio directly opposed the most popular political faction of the time, the Italian Communist Party. They played an active role in ensuring the party that emerged victorious in a presidential election was one that would stand against socialized welfare for the people of that country in the name of monetary units and global hegemony. The Christian Democrats. Hmm, this party seems to stoop to using religion as a way to mask the manipulative control it exerts. How could any person who aspires to lead use such underhanded duplicitousness? I know we haven't been studying Aarth in depth for too long, but it seems to be a trend of this species, particularly the power-hungry ones. You might want to start desensitizing yourself if you want to keep analyzing this planet. Anyway, next you'll want to head to Korea, China, and Iran. Pardon me, friend Zorzan, but we once again appear to be attempting to head to three separate locations. Yeah, this agency was operating in all three at about the same time. They tried to arrest the control of governments and militaries at each place. However, if you want to skip them... I've already charted the course and started the autopilot. I was just going to say, the operation in Iran seems to be their only major success. The operations in Korea did manage to install a military government, but the area covered by it amounted to less than half of the desired territory. You really don't need to worry about them. Then why include them? To be fair, these are just the noteworthy operations I can find documents on. (sighs) Gracious, they certainly did seem to be busy. Yes, it does seem like they had an abundance of operations. I can't help that this organization fails so consistently. It does look like they were successful in Guatemala, though. 
Okay, I'm already headed there. Oh my, why does this place look so depressing? Success once again meant destabilizing a popular government in the name of in-placing a puppet who would work with America's capitalist interests. Before the aforementioned interference, Guatemala was overturning a centuries-long status quo of agricultural desolation by the predecessors of this CIA. They left the place quite destitute. The irony is that they still bungled this whole affair. It was by pure luck that they still succeeded. I must admit, I am not particularly enjoying this research project. How far into their history have we examined? A little under seven years, and I've been skipping a fair bit. We've still got five decades to go. <laughs> you know what? This was a mistake. Did this organization ever do anything that wasn't destroying socialist ideals? Let's see. Syria, Indonesia, the Congo, the Dominican Republic, Cuba, Cuba again, a bunch more, Russia, Cuba a few more times, Vietnam, uh, it seems they did a few things that weren't exactly that if you really want to look into Iran-Contra. Yes, I just want to see what the CIA is capable of besides failed coups. Oh my, that is sickening! Also, my apologies, it seems that this was, at its core, a plot to undermine Nicaraguan socialists with anti-communist death squads. I... I think... we are done with this particular topic of Earth culture. I can only hope that in the future, these humans learn to use global intelligence to stop evils rather than cause them. Well, we didn't even touch on what they were doing to their own citizens. All I can say is, don't hold your breath. Tune in next time for more Adventures of Scores on an The Adventures of Zorzan and Aglob, Episode 5, Money for Nothing. Friend Zorzan, I have completed an analysis of the primary form of exchange on Earth. Apparently, there is a commodity known as money, and it is used as a signifier which allows the humans in most of the world to have numerical values assigned to all the resources on the planet. This even includes intangible resources such as labor. Well, that sounds convoluted. Why give people this arbitrary thing for their work just to make them use it on what they need and want in life? Would it not make more sense to skip the middle step? I thought so as well. However, I found that the allotted number of monies provided to an individual for a given type of work varies wildly. Across most forms of employment, the workers who do the majority of the labor are given, or paid as the earthlings call it, very little money. Those who hold ownership of the enterprise are then given the excess. Excess what? Sadly, I stumbled here as well. These owners of laborers, which seems unethical in its own right, do not have large swaths of actual resources in their multiple domiciles. In general, they just have more money. Often, much more money than the added cost of all the resources that would provide for each of those laboring below them in this hierarchy. Let me get this straight. Most people down there are doing nearly all the work to maintain the production and availability of essentials like food, water, and shelter. 
they are then given this commodified non-resource for doing this. However, the fake assigned value does not correlate to the toil required to generate the actual resources. As such, there's a drastic amount of leftover fake non-resource that's given to someone who puts forth little or no labor. Am I understanding this correctly? Yes, that does seem essentially correct. That does not make any sense. Why don't the laborers take resources to make up the difference in their fake value? Why should they allow their toil to be exploited for this excess? Apparently, most laborers over a certain age have been convinced that the disparity between their created value and their allotted value is completely valid, citing the ingenuity of creating new forms of exploitation as something to be substantially rewarded. Additionally, even those who do see the injustice of this predicament are given an ultimatum by the system they toil under. Let me guess. Take the bare minimum to keep surviving under the owner's rule, because if you stop providing your labor, you'll stop surviving. Indeed. Well, simply looking at the sheer numbers of the toilers as compared to the exploiters, Surely the workers know that if all of them refuse to work, their oppressors will have no recourse but to provide more access to resources. Otherwise, there would be none of this pointless excess they crave in the first place. Anyway, our previous analyses of Earth showed that, at this point in history, there are more than enough resources and the technical ability to collect them to provide comfort for all living there. There have been inklings of such awareness, in which labor is withheld for better conditions. They call this striking. Regrettably, oftentimes, those who control the businesses have no moral quandary replacing the laborers with new laborers who are also willing to compromise their morals for the promise of access to those same resources the striking laborers are no longer requiring. Hmm, so, until a huge percentage of workers decide to face the fear of starving in the cold, things won't get much better for them. That is bleak, Aglob. I really hope they can overcome having this pointless money stuff. In the meantime, I'm just really glad that our civilization uses its bounty to allow every one of us to enjoy our lives, traveling across the cosmos, and examining worlds such as this. Maybe by our next visit, the working class here will revolt against the evil systems abusing them. We can only hope, friend Zorzan. Tune in next week for more Adventures of Zorzan and Arglob. The Adventures of Zorzan and Arglob, Episode 6, The Trouble with Treaties. Hey, Arglob. I know you've been hoping for a better example of unity on Earth since our disappointing evaluation of their United Nations. Well, I've got a surprise for you. There's apparently another collaborative effort called the North Atlantic Treaty Organization. The Earth people condense it to NATO. That sounds wonderful, friend Zorzan. I am exuberant for the prospect of global unity for Earth. Now, fair warning, I haven't scoped this NATO thing out yet. Still, there's no way it can be as bad as the other Earth organizations we've seen. I do know that, in addition to America, it encompasses several other nations. Surely there's bound to be a wide scope of humanity in an organization like that. Well, let us take a closer look. I have pulled up an overlay map of all of the nations involved in NATO. I must say it is disappointingly condensed. 
it seems exclusively contained to North America and Europe. Remember, Aglab, we found out it's pronounced Europe. Still, you're not wrong. Nearly every nation involved is predominantly inhabited and exclusively managed by light-skinned humans. That is certainly disappointing, but any cooperation among their species is promising. Surely an organization with treaty in the name is focused on brokering peace. I am now pulling up the collective summary our computer has compiled. Naturally, they are, in fact, focused on uniting military forces. I must remember to prepare myself for disappointment more readily when examining Earth. Well, look on the bright side, Aglob. You used sarcasm effectively. Still, it definitely isn't great that NATO seems to have been created with the purpose of making sure they could point enough weapons at anyone who goes against their goals. I am glad to hear my use of sarcasm has gotten better, but it is a hollow victory at the moment. Perhaps there is still hope. While violence is, in my opinion, never a viable option, it is possible they use their might to help the oppressed exclusively. I hate to break it to you, but I'm looking over individual operation files. It actually seems they are more often focused on maintaining the power that humans have associated with Moni. I know we have studied it a bit, but I must be honest, I still do not understand this money concept entirely. By my estimation, it is a convoluted method for maintaining control over a population while making them believe there is no alternative. Would you say that is a fair assessment? Yeah, I think there's a bit more to it, but that's not far off. Sadly, the core purpose of NATO seems to be interjecting with the military of several nations at once whenever they think they need to reinforce the power of Moni. Countries are frequently assaulted on the basis of not trading the way NATO wants, or often because a country is attempting to advance beyond the need for Moni, at least in its current form. They refer to their collective as a partnership for peace. That seems extremely disingenuous. The organization is heavily shrouded in disinformation and propaganda. More often than not, they kill innocent civilians in the nations they wish to control under the guise that they are aiding them in democracy. Correct me if I am wrong, but insisting upon a course of action under threat of excessive force does not seem like democratic action. Sadly, it gets worse when you look at some of the individual actions NATO has taken. Do you remember our examination of the CIA? Ah, yes, that agency was truly awful. Did they engage in some manner of conflict with NATO? On the contrary, they worked together several times. And the one that caught my eye is Operation Gladio. During a span of history known as the Cold War, there was a lot of fear around a political practice known as communism. Interestingly enough, the theory behind this practice is fairly similar to the system Erco operates on. Anyway, due to the propaganda that led to an anti-communist sentiment, there were a lot of individuals committing terrorist acts against politicians and groups who were attempting to implement policies focused on helping all humans. Might I infer that NATO had some hand in this horrendous and counterintuitive behavior? Indeed, a fairly heavy hand. 
The reason these terrorist attacks and illogical sentiments were so prevalent is because undercover NATO operations were implemented to ensure that the public was misinformed and filled with fear. In a time where this communism was beginning to get some genuine traction due to the failings of capitalism, NATO ensured that anyone who propagated these humanitarian ideas nearly anywhere across Europe had the fear of death placed in them. How absolutely appalling! I have looked over several other NATO operations, and they appear to be a truly brutish force. I am even more unsettled by them, as they seem to have an alarming amount of success with their operations. Truly, they are masters of suppressing the masses, to an extent that many revere them as champions of what is right. Honestly, this was even more disappointing than learning about the United Nations. I will gladly take useless incompetence over active maliciousness. I'm sorry, Aglob. I know you don't like finding out how messed up these humans are. If it helps, I think most humans are brainwashed into embracing these evils. Perhaps if they can break out of their conditioning, organizations like this one won't be able to hold power in the future. You are right, friend Zorzon. I will continue to hold out hope. After all, I have seen humans commit a great many atrocities in our earlier visits, and their species still persists against all odds. I suppose this trip was not a total waste. I managed to successfully implement sarcasm. That's the spirit. Next thing you know, you'll even be using contractions. Tune in next week for more Adventures of Zorzan and Aglob. The Adventures of Zorzan and Aglob, Episode 11, Lending a Helping Tentacle. Hey, Aglob, have you seen this statistic? It seems the people of Earth are incredibly lonely, with countries that distribute resources through capitalist profit motives being the worst off. Oh my, that is troubling. Why, it appears that in America, three in five people are reportedly lonely. I honestly cannot fathom how that occurs. Shouldn't the lonely people support each other so they don't feel lonely anymore? I actually think I've got an answer for that. Apparently, in societies like America and Great Britain, people collaborating is actively discouraged. The people in those societies who have the most money, which seems to be synonymous with numerically measured power in their language, create conditions where their subjects and underlings can be punished for banding together. Goodness, that sounds deplorable. Union busting. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. But those words in that combination imply that literally breaking apart unity is a desirable outcome. How do the people living in these conditions reconcile this hypocrisy? It doesn't look like they've got a choice. Apparently, on their planet, being malcontent directly leads to the loss of their labor position. And without toiling, they will not have the exchangeable currency they require to live. They will be houseless and starve to death. Why, friend Zorzan, that is dreadful! I'm seeing this unenviable position would further exacerbate the loneliness, in fact. Apparently, human media tends to both subliminally and explicitly discourage any interaction with fellow humans who are houseless. Surely there must be something that can be done. Can't we share the secrets for healthy communities with them? Bad idea, buddy. In nearly all of their speculative media, 
The response to life arriving from another planet is immediately met with hostility. I'd rather not get ripped tendril from tendril. Perhaps that is why they are so lonely. Hatred for others who have never wronged them seems to be ingrained into the ideals of their societies. Why, religious and political leaders have found many ways to draw lines between them with no sensible reasoning whatsoever. And the exclusionary nature of these teachings seems to source back to this money. Apparently, if someone with millions of times more money tells someone with very little money that someone who has even less money is the problem, they are believed nearly unconditionally. It seems like a really messed up system. This makes me very grateful to live on good old Urko. It seems that providing an atmosphere where loving each other is beneficial rather than costly makes loads of difference. Thank goodness I'm not one of these Earthlings. I can't imagine living in a society that would leave me feeling so alienated. Tune in next week for more exciting adventures of Zorzan and Aglob. The Adventures of Zorzan and Aglob, Episode 14, Liberty, Just Us. Friend Zorzan, I have been analyzing the society of America and discovered a governmental institution in place to provide legal rulings for the most sensitive issues facing their people. It is called the Judicial Branch. That sounds like it could be a really helpful system. I know I've been skeptical of America before, but maybe they've got sane people in charge of making laws. How are these people chosen? Is it a separate vote, with the citizens thoroughly informed on the issues they stand for? Actually, you could not be more drastically far off. Sadly, the citizens of America have no control over who these justices are. Rather, they are selected by elected officials in other branches of government. Well... At least the people chose the people choosing the judges. It could be worse, I suppose. Right? Perhaps, though America does not seem to have a history of ethical practices in those elections. Perhaps I'm being too harsh, though. Let us examine what great laws have been instituted by these honorable appointees. So, there are smaller courts in place. But it looks like the most significant lawmaking is done by a Supreme Court. And looking here, it seems like it took them a couple decades from when the country started to make a law declaring that they make the laws. Oh dear, that doesn't seem entirely efficient. Didn't they have a constitution in place from the founding of the country? Yeah, but apparently for a bit, whoever was in power in a state or city could just make any law they wanted, and nobody could stop them. Still, I'm sure once they got that bit of legislation out of the way, things went a lot more smoothly. Well, not entirely. According to my research, over the next 50 years, the only major legal documentation they were able to institute involved stating that the nation had more control over its money than the individual states, and a rather mortifying law that made it expressly illegal for any state's government to revoke a slaver's ownership of darker-skinned human beings. Wow. That is... Archaic. At least a war was fought to get them rights a few years later. Uh, Oh, no, really. They still didn't even get legal equality for nearly a century. Well, perhaps this high court has made strides to better the people in other ways. It doesn't look like it. 
The next major legislation that passed made it illegal for citizens to have free anti-war speech while the country is at war. And it looks like the country has constantly been at war basically the whole time it's existed. Oh my, that is truly depressing. Oh, I have located some positivity. Less than 60 of their years ago, they finally guaranteed legal representation for any citizen facing criminal charges and drafted another law that assured their police force must inform a citizen of their rights during an arrest. Bad news, Aglob. Just looking at recent events, it doesn't seem like they've streamlined the responsibility of their police. In fact, they've been pretty ineffective all around. It seems the only major laws they passed recently make it slightly harder for businesses to be racist and allow their females to terminate an unwanted pregnancy, though even that is being contested. Well, I was truly optimistic when I first heard about this judicial branch, but now I am filled with even more remorse than ever for the Americans. I do hope they will be aided more fully by their laws before too much longer. We'll see, Agla. Every time we come back down here, I'm a little more hopeless. But hey, Chino, according to their social media, things will surely get better now that the Cheeto is gone. Tune in next time for more Adventures of Sorsan and Aglab! The Adventures of Sorsan and Aglab, Episode 17. Stream a little stream of me. Hey, Aglob, could I get your attention for a minute? Very well, friend Zorzon, but be quick about it. As you well know, I'm attempting to intake all entertainment media from Earth. I can only absorb 200 unique programs at any given moment, and as such, am not yet caught up with the service known as Netflix. Actually, that's just it. I know you recently got obsessed with Earth's popular culture, but... I'm worried about the path you're on. Nonsense, Z-Boy. I'm still the same old individual. I haven't lost a step in terms of being, uh... That that thing where you know how to... With the big fancy words to make your talking sound smarter. Erudite? Yes, I'm still just as erudite as ever. Don't worry, Broseph. See, I saw people using that word on a reality program. If anything, I'm expanding my vocabulary. Yeah, I'm not convinced that those words are helpful to effective communication. Anyway, this is exactly what I wanted to talk to you about. I know I know you haven't gotten to YouTube or TikTok yet, but even watching 200 items at once, I'm afraid it's impossible for you to completely catch up with every piece of media the Earthlings have released. Uh, that doesn't make much sense. Why would humans create more programming than a human could view? It actually doesn't stop there. Once you factor in video games, podcasts, and music, it would take almost a million human lifetimes to observe every piece of media that's been released. That seems highly, um, not much making very sense, have. Illogical. The word you want is illogical. See, this is exactly why I'm worried. The people who hold the most power in human society want the public to be flooded with more entertainment than they could possibly know what to do with. If the common people are constantly distracted, they are less likely to demand reasonable conditions for living, and exploiting them is easy. But these distractions are extremely enjoyable. Yes, I've seen a few really stupid things, but the 0.5% of things that aren't stupid are well worth it. 
I'm just concerned that if you continue down this path, you'll never be able to return to a fulfilling and enriching life. It would be one thing if you were an impoverished earthling who was actively prevented from living a meaningful life due to capitalist oppression. Then, while viewing like this would still be unhealthy, it would certainly be understandable. However, you seem more interested in watching a female roommate badly act as if she is not attractive by Earth standards while her male roommate attempts to win her heart. I'll tell you the ending of that narrative now. She ends up dating the male roommate in question after nearly 100 hours of pointless lead-up. Friend Zorzad, I am highly offended that you have committed what the internet refers to as spoilers. Aglab. You have to admit you're being ridiculous. Even if Earth stopped producing new content today, it would take thousands of Earth years to catch up on what exists, and that includes our ability to intake 200 of these programs at once. But... But I like these mind-numbing distractions. I know they undermine my ability for intellectual advancement, but I feel like I'm experiencing what is known in Earth dialect as FOMO when I don't watch as much of this content as possible. That's by design. Honestly, Aglab, a lot of these programs are genuinely good, and I would never tell you that you shouldn't ever watch or listen to any of them. I simply think that it's important for you to maintain the rest of your life outside of this activity. You can certainly still set time aside for enjoying Earth media recreationally, but I don't think you should have that be your exclusive activity. But, oh, I, I suppose you're right. Perhaps I will never be capable of consuming the entirety of these transmissions, but I would rather lose out on the least interesting and most mind-numbing elements of this endless barrage of overstimulation than give up my ability to live an enriching and fulfilling life. I'm really glad to hear you say that, Aglab. Addiction to this kind of media is very easy. In fact, that's exactly what those funding its creation intend. Perhaps reduce your viewing to only one Earth hour every Earth week. You'll still be seeing more than a human who devotes their entire existence to audiovisual content. Thank you, friend Zorzon. You have saved me from having a truly myopic scope, not only of Earth culture, but of my observance of the universe surrounding me. Indeed, even stepping away from the barrage of monitors and displays for this brief conversation has left me feeling more confident in my lexicon. I assure you, from here on out, I'll be more careful with what media I choose to consume. Right after I finish these episodes. You know, Aglab, sometimes you're a real appendageful. Tune in next week for more Adventures of Zorzan and Aglab. The Adventures of Zorzan and Aglab, episode 22, getting tuned in. Friend Zorzan, remind me, why did we bring this other guy along? Don't worry, he's cool. He's an intergalactic expert on music, and he's keen to study Earth music next. We were already going, so it only made sense to let him tag along. Well, I for one like our dynamic, but I suppose I should practice loving over judging. Still, I do think this Bipzindo Golzar is a little too unprofessional. Aglob, my dude. I told you to just call me Bibson. Anyway, I just wrapped up my analysis. Ah, wonderful. I can't believe in all these visits we've never examined Earth music. What did you find? Well, at first, I was worried they were all brainwashed. The music most commonly listened to on their radio transmissions contained no substance whatsoever. 
they offer the listeners meaningless platitudes, selling the idea that they should be content and consume regardless of well-being. That, or they often complain about romantic failures. It was not particularly insightful stuff. Well, I suppose from what we know of Earth, I should be unsurprised. Guess it's time to head back Hold and- Hold on, that was just my initial read. After I actually looked into the history of their music, I found a very different vibe. It's honestly kind of suspicious how uniform and uninteresting their lyrics became. What do you mean? Are you claiming the people who wield power in their societies have been controlling their music? I don't want to flat out claim it, but it's definitely weird. Take this country genre. Back in their 1960s and 70s, the artists of this genre would sing songs about the ineptitude and evil of law enforcement to prison venues. Now, that same genre mostly consists of men from New Jersey, who have never so much as touched a farm tool, telling the ignorant masses about how much they love their tractors. Gracious, that does seem odd. I don't think those even qualify as the same genre at that point. Well, that's messed up, but I see there are a multitude of Earth music genres. Surely one being corrupted- That's just it. It's way more than one. They have a genre called punk rock. And at first, it was a style of music exclusively about resisting the oppression of the corporate machines put in place to govern the will of the people. Now, most punk rock bands are actually called pop punk and basically avoid politics and resistance as themes altogether. Still, it's not all bad. The hip-hop and some indie rock genres still seem to have an abundance of music addressing the betterment of the people and freedom from oppression, though there are exceptions. Ah, yes. I see here there are a lot of songs against war, and in favor of caring for all fellow humans. Well, that's at least optimistic. So, is your analysis then that there's still hope for their music to aid in the resistance of hierarchical thinking? You know, Oglob, I'm not sure. There are a lot of people who only listen to what plays over the airwaves, but there are also more people every day getting upset with the system they live in. If enough people decide that what they want to hear is a message of free thinking, hopefully the tunes will follow along. In the meantime, though, as long as your agenda is to spread love, nothing wrong with enjoying a club banger. Tune in next week for more Adventures of Zorzan and Oglob. And Bibson. The Adventures of Zorzan and Oglob, episode 23. To read, a chance to dream. Friend Zorzan, would you humor me? I hoped to find examples of Earth literature that do not support the current capitalist monoculture, but rather lean towards a communal utopian lifestyle. Sure, uh, no problem, Agla. Want me to start heading to Earth? No, I would rather not attempt to parse their flawed book sorting system. While I respect Dewey's decibels, I think we should head to the Galactic Central Library. Absolutely. It's one of my favorite places. I've charted a course for knowledge. All right, we have arrived. Let us track down a research pod. That won't be necessary. I recently started here to help categorize the collective knowledge and writing of the universe, so I'm pretty sure I can help you find what you're looking for. Sorry, you surprised me. I I suppose that makes sense, but I don't know why a Zilkian like yourself is in a clerical role. Most of your species use their abilities to further research in some area. I'd argue that I'm doing just that. 
There are plenty of ways we can still broaden our knowledge of how best to catalog our collective information. Yes, that makes sense. Ha ha ha. Yeah, I, I think I get where you're coming from. And being able to separate into a hive mind swarm with each component having perfect recall does make you an ideal librarian. Anyway, nice to meet you. I'm Zorzan, and this is my friend. Hi, I'm Oglob. You seem very qualified and competent. Right. I'm Twelia. Nice to meet you. Anyway, what can I help you two find today? We were hoping to track down some examples of Earth literature that break the pattern of upholding the fascist and greed-oriented ideologies their planet tends to operate on. I can definitely help you with that. I would recommend starting with their science fiction works. Most of them have dramatically incorrect views on alien life, but they generally support the idea that their planet is currently being run poorly. Here, I've programmed this transport pod to head for the right section. Just hit the button on the side if you need any more assistance when you're there. Thank you. You've been most helpful. Agua, mind telling me what that was about? Uh, I am terribly sorry, friend Zorzan. I do not know what came over me. I felt an overwhelming urge to do something incredibly stupid as a signifier of my admiration for her. Aww, you've got a crush. Well, put a lid on it. I'm sure that even you could tell how uncomfortable that was. I need you to take it down about 20 notches. Yes, I will maintain my composure better. After all, we came here for the pursuit of knowledge. Now, let's see. Ah, yes, the works of Douglas Adams are acclaimed as exemplary satire of the problems ingrained in Earth society. I've actually read those Hitchhiker's Guide books. They're entertaining, and get a surprising amount right about how some of the less coordinated species develop their bureaucracy. But they offer, ultimately, no practical solution. In fact, the ending is actually kind of uh, fun no because spoilers. they do I might want to read them later. Perhaps I could offer a recommendation? Yeah. I appreciate that offer, but you have to stop sneaking up on me. No, it's quite all right. I do not mind you sneaking at all. Sorry, I forgot that other species don't have perfect spatial awareness. Anyway, if you want something with a viable path to utopia, I would recommend this book. Parable of the Sower by Octavia E. Butler. Hmm, the summary does indeed seem like exactly what we're looking for. We appreciate the help, but I think we can take it from here. Uh, what my friend means is we would be very grateful if you continue to offer us recommendations, so long as you are not busy with other tasks. I'm only doing a couple hundred thousand other things, so I've got time. Let's see. Ah, yes. Autonomous by Annalee Newitz. Another, another excellent choice. This one is seeing a surge of relevance in light of a moderately recent plague the Earthlings had. Uh, yes, we're all too aware of that. Yes, sad stuff, but so is much of their history. I do hope you don't mind me lingering. I so rarely get to interact with others who enjoy works of fiction. Uh, no, we do not mind at all. Please recommend as many books as you like. Great. We're just getting started here, and we haven't even touched humanity's fantasy or historical fiction. I have a feeling this expedition is going to be a lot longer than I bargained for. Tune in next week for more Adventures of Zors on an Oglob. The Adventures of Zors on an Oglob, Episode 24, The Unremarkable Escape. See, Aglab, I told you. You worry too much. We are less than five light years away from the Galactic Federation's blockade. 
Once we're there, nothing could threaten us, even if it tried. Well, regardless, I believe we should not have taken chances. We should have waited a lunar cycle to get our ship's cloak and shield devices repaired. Being one day late for Blixbocon would have been acceptable in the name of safety. Don't be silly, Aglob. You know I couldn't miss the panel on what happened to Blixbo's dog when it took that escape pod last season. Anyway, everything is fine. Ah, crud. Friends, Orzon, I realize that as a warship captures us in its tractor beam, it is not an ideal time to mention my previous accurate reading of the situation, so I'll refrain. I get it, Aglob. You told me so. Well, whoever's controlling that thing is contacting us. I guess I'll put it up on the screen. Greetings, puny weaklings! Greetings, I... Not now, Aglop. Oh. Yes, cower, and do not deign to interrupt, for you are now the prisoners of Olgalor the Destroyer. I will bring upon you the most foul horrors you can imagine, and that's if my demands are met for your safety. Please, show us mercy. We have nothing of value. Indeed, we are but humble travelers. Please do not force us to eat your defecations. <laughs> your terror amuses us. Wait, 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 what did you say? That's super weird. No, I'm not going to make you eat my crap. Mind games already? You truly are sinister. Perhaps it's your plan to pour scalding water on our faces while they're covered under towels to cause us to simultaneously feel like we're drowning and burning. Uh, no, that's really super messed up. What kind of savage warlord came up with those morbid ideas? Actually, these are all ideas we've witnessed on a planet called Earth. Earth, you say? Well, these Earth beings must be some of the most feared beings in the galaxy to use such tactics. Actually, they use those tactics on other Earth beings. They have prisons where those tactics, as well as others that are even more foul, are not uncommon. That's correct. We're the top Earth experts in the sector, and we've witnessed some of the most abhorrent things you could fathom. Oh, man, remind me to stay the heck away from there. Anyway, prepare yourselves for my brand of wrath. I'll remove your access to a well-rounded diet, and I'll make sure you don't enjoy a good I'll night's sleep you. every night, and that sleep shall be upon a lumpy mattress. Well, you've got us, Ulgalore. But you'll regret it when our Earth contacts catch up with you. Oh, 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 yes! Yes, they'll most certainly peel off any bone matter that covers the ends of your various appendages. Oh, um... Uh, actually, I've changed my mind, puny ones. I will show mercy on this day. You may go about your business, but beware! Ulgalor the Destroyer may find you again if you dare enter this land. Ulgalor, out! Well, looks like we've got a better defense system than any cloaking device. Who knew seeing the most horrific bits of Earth culture would pay off? Blixbocon, here we come. Tune in next week for more Adventures of Zorzan and Aglob. The Adventures of Zorzan and Aglob. Episode 26, What's Mind is Mine. You know, friend Zorzan, after all the absurd adventures we've had recently, it will be quite enjoyable to indulge in a regular visit to Earth. You said it, Oglob. 
I've had enough of intergalactic warlords and evil sentient microbes to last a lifetime. I most certainly concur. Anyways, we're approaching the solar orbit of Earth and should arrive shortly. I wonder what's new... Oh, hold on. Another ship is approaching this orbit as well. That's odd. Can we get a visual? Oh, that's a very odd ship design. The front almost looks like it's designed for some kind of mining. Perhaps this vessel is engineered to destroy space debris that has a dangerous trajectory. I have sent them a communications hail. Ah, they've responded. Greetings, we are travelers exploring this region. I am Aglob and my companion here is Zorzon. It was very foolish of you to notify me of your presence. I have many names across the universe. The Ender of Worlds, the Bringer of Desolation, the Flying Apocalypse. You, however, may refer to me as Mokrath, the Depleter. Ah, crud, another one. We can't just catch a break from these crazy space villains. All right, Mothman, what's your gimmick? That's Mokrath, you insolent parasite! You won't be laughing when you see what I am capable of. You see my ship here? I've called it the Excavator. It is capable of draining all natural resources from a planet, leaving it a dried-out husk. I intend to use it on the life-bearing planet found in this system. Oh, and here I was, starting to worry. Yeah, good luck with your plan, buddy. Indeed, it is quite humorous to learn that. You see, the planet in question has already completed your work for you. For the first time in our observations, I'm quite glad to say the Earthlings have already depleted the resources provided to them by their planet. What? Is this some sort of trick? Very well, I will do my own scan of their planetary density. Go for it. I assure you, we've been completely honest. How is this possible? They've destroyed such a high percentage of the fossilized and naturally occurring resources on our planet that running the excavation protocol would drain more energy on my end than I would gain. How do the creatures of this planet even continue living? Honestly, we're not entirely certain. Yeah, we've been running expeditions to this planet for a long time now, and no matter how bad conditions get, the dominant species seems to continue surviving. At this point, I'm surprised they can still breathe their air. Well, that's insufferable. I suppose I will venture out and seek a new planet to hollow out. My greed will not be sated. Farewell, you fools. What an unpleasant individual. I did not care for his attitude or intent at all. I'm with you, buddy. Weirdly, his rhetoric sounded a lot like the ruling class humans we've documented. I don't like the idea of someone like him running amok in the universe. Oh well, I'm sure that's the last we'll see of him. Tune in next week for more Adventures of Zorzan and Arglob! The Adventures of Zorzan and Arglob, Episode 27, Medicare Malarkey. Friend Zorzan, I think it's time for another visit to Earth. I heard America finally passed a law guaranteeing medical services to all of its citizens. Sounds like a plan, Aglab. I would love to see how much that's helped their society. Maybe they've taken the stepping stone and followed it all the way down the path of communal access to every basic need. Or maybe not. I mean... 
is an improvement. Look at that man there. He just received completely free cancer treatment. Oh, oh dear. And now he's shuffling off to the street corner and sleeping on a bench. It's honestly disappointing that it took this long for them to make even the medical change. Apparently, their congressional system attempted to pass it several years ago, but it was vetoed by Joe Biden, the most forgettable president in decades. Well, surely this will still revolutionize their society. I don't know, Aglab. That woman who recently got free asthma medicine just died of starvation. That... that seems highly illogical. Sadly, it appears that as long as the core system is capitalism, removing one form of exploitation of the citizens helps very little. Well, I believe we should still continue to observe these humans, but for now, I'm afraid this trip was less refreshing than I had hoped. We'll come back here before long. I have a feeling that one way or another, this is going to be an exciting time to watch them. Tune in next time for more Adventures of Zorzan and Aglob! Warning. The following presentation is not the same televised rating as the show it's based on. It contains themes and language that may be distressing for young children. Viewer discretion is advised.
Dad, I'm too old for that stuff. Start calling me Grek the Terror. Ooh, I like it. All right, Greg the Terror, but just know that being treated like a grown-up means more responsibilities. You're doing the dishes tonight. But, fine. I guess that's fair. All right, everyone. If I've still got a bit before dinner, I'm going to do my flyover for the Planetary Watch a bit early. I'll be back before you know it. Seems pretty clear up here. Well, great. It's supper time. What the fogart is that? Greetings, pathetic beings. You now have the pleasure of hearing the voice of Macrath, the flying apocalypse. This magnificent voice shall be one of the last things you'll hear, alongside a very loud sucking sound, as I will now be extracting all resources from your planet. Enjoy the remaining seconds that you have with your family before your planet is a hollow and lifeless husk. Hey, you! I don't know who you are, but that's my planet you're threatening. Normally, I take my time with you, but if you want to put a time limit on it, that's your funeral. Oh, no! A single fighter vessel! Surely my defenses will never hold up. <laughs> Nothing on the bargain's guy even scratches the shields. Ha <laughs> You insolent pest! My ship is powered by a battery stronger than a thousand suns. Nothing can break through. Now, as a gift to you for your bravery, I'll let you watch as I destroy everything you love. Then, I'll deal with you. Charging the extraction beam! No, don't! Firing! Well, now that that's over, on to you. I'll make your death quick, I promise. No, you won't kill me. And I'm telling you right now, when I get a hold of you, your death will be anything but quick. Truly pathetic. I've sent a homing torpedo your way. Just go ahead and die like a good boy. I am Algalor the Destroyer, the scourge of this sector and the best pilot in the galactic region. Hmm. Impressive invasive maneuvers. Well... Here's one more. Here's a few more. Just know this. I may be retreating now, but when I come back for you, you'll plead for death. Brick's a dog. Oh, Brick's ridiculous. I'll make him pay, but I can't do it with this ship alone. I need help. I need people who know more about the most foul forms of torture than I do. And I know just the ones. Flynn Zorzon, I have crafted an Earth novelty known as a paper fortune teller. Let us determine how many offspring you are destined to have. <sighs> yeah, sure. Whatever, Aglob. 
The Adventures of Zorzan and Aglob, Muckrath Ascending. Holidays may be over, but the debts associated with them are here to stay. That's why you should come down to the hiring event this weekend at Shonks. We here at Shonks are like a giant family in that the actual members of the family get treated very well, and all you people, our foster children, are abused and berated. Don't let that stop you, though. In these trying times, we recognize that all our employees are heroes. And just like heroes in the movies, we expect you to put yourselves in the line of immediate danger in exchange for the occasional kind word and otherwise almost exclusively bad treatment by the people that you're trying to help. Still, wouldn't you rather work for a family-owned company like Shonks as opposed to one where the family sold out to a board like Walmart? Additionally, we guarantee our employees access to a wildly ineffective union. So come on down this weekend and join our family. Shonks, technically not the most evil company. Mom, my period happened. Oh my God, my clothes. Oh, it's okay, sweetie. We'll just use a couple stride pods and they'll be good as new. But it was really embarrassing, and now a couple of the older girls at school are making fun of me. Oh, it's okay, sweetie. I'll just feed them a couple stride pods, and they'll never bother you again. Thanks, Mom. Stride is a feminist company with feminist ads. Stride Pods, cleaning up all of life's problems. Cold weather keeping everyone cozy indoors, now's a perfect time to remember the little pleasures of not having to go out. One of the best perks? There's no one to judge you when you eat an entire sleeve of Boreos. Who doesn't love that little cream-filled cookie? And they're about to become better. We all know you love the dozens of random flavors we've come out with by the fact that 90% of our sales are still just the plain old double-filled. That's why we decided to come out with yet another flavor. New Melty Ice Cream Oreos will help you feel the summer heat even in this freezing weather. With a soggy waffle cone cookie and just a bit of liquidity added to our cream filling, we guarantee the cookie will look perfect right until you try to pick it up. Enjoy licking your fingers and upper arm after each cookie. Oreos. As long as you fat fucks keep buying these bullshit flavors, we'll keep making them. We now return to our scheduled program. Hey, Oglop, mind if I ask you about something? That depends, friend Zorzan. Is it the same something you brought up in our most recent conversation, which ended with me saying I wasn't interested and you saying I should take some time to mull it over? Because if so, no, I'm not interested. Look, Aglob, all I'm saying is that it's not a bad idea for us to have some firepower on this ship. There's a lot of evil in this universe, and heck, uh, we've encountered some of it firsthand already. 
I just think we should have the means to protect ourselves. I understand where you are coming from, but I would like to point out that after all of our dangerous encounters, we're still alive and well without the use of concentrated light pulses and high-impact explosives. I believe that bringing peace to people starts with us, and our love coupled with our wits will see us through trying times. That's a great sentiment and all, but not everyone is going to respond to a plea to common decency. One of these days, we're going to get into a scrape where self-defense is going to be the only way out. Look, my parents made it very clear that this vessel is only for interstellar exploration. They would be appalled if they ever saw some kind of massive laser cannon mounted on it. Of course. Infinity forbid you upset your precious parents. Look, Aglop... I love you, but eventually you need to grow up. We have an incoming transmission. For the sake of our friendship, I'm going to pretend this conversation ended a couple sentences ago. Opening the channel. Greetings, puny life forms. I am Ogalor the Destroyer. Oh, yes, we've met. Hello again. Damn it, Aklob. This guy is bad news. Could you turn off the niceness for just one minute? This is exactly the kind of situation where weapons would come in handy. So power up the drive and full reverse. We're getting out of here. Wait, wait. Actually, um, I come in peace. Sorry about the puny life forms thing. Of course I have it. Anyway, look, I'm I'm powering down all my weapon systems. Oh, look, Zorzan. Treating this fellow being with hospitality and decency won him over. How about that? What can we do for you, Mr. The Destroyer? Oh, uh, actually, the Destroyer's an honorific. Just go ahead and call me Ogalore. Anyway, I came to you because I need to get me in touch with the top human torturers and murderers you know. I'm on a mission for revenge to avenge my now extinct people. My methods and artillery alone aren't enough. Oh, well, we don't actually have those contacts. We were lying to get out of trouble. Oh, dang. Guess I'll just have to disintegrate you then and ask someone else. Wait, 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 wait. We may not actually know any humans in person, but we are very familiar with their tactics and have even recently been studying what they call guerrilla warfare, which are tactics for when you are outnumbered and outgunned. A couple of galactic cycles ago, a bunch of meager rice farmers used these tactics to overcome the most well-armed military force on the planet at that time. We would be happy to aid you with that knowledge. Um, Algalore, please excuse me. I'm going to temporarily close our communications so my colleague and I might have a sidebar. I'll open comms again before you know it. Friend Zorzon, you can't be serious. Revenge and murder are not our responsibility, nor are they something I'd like to specialize in. I strongly request we just send over some of our basic documents outlining these Earth tactics and be on our merry way. Aklop, whoever this evil is, they destroyed an entire planet and caused a mass extinction. If anyone deserves to be on the business end of the most intricate military tactics of the humans, it's someone like that. Open comms. Ogalore, we'd be happy to help you. We have given you full clearance to warp aboard our ship. Oh, thanks, guys. <laughs> Didn't think I was already powering up my photon pulses to stretch you to nothingness. <laughs> oh, you guys are all right. I'll see you. Oh, sorry, see you in a bit. I don't think this is a good idea. I'm helping someone in need, Aglob. I know that it's easier to talk about it than to actually practice it. But what 
if he is still a threat to us. He... Oh, never mind. Algalore, you absolutely reek of Contari spirits. I'm not convinced you are safe to drive the vessel you are piloting. I'm the best pilot of the galactic sector. I can... (coughs) Sorry about that. I can fly just fine. Deck cleaning protocol three. All right, Olgalore, just take a seat here. Now, what exactly happened? Oh, I was doing my planetary patrol before dinner with my family. This big drill ship came out down. My weapons were useless against it. There, there. Let it out. These emotions are very healthy. Don't tell me that crying's okay. It's pathetic and shameful and opposite of powerful. If you tell anyone about this, I'll kill you. Right. Whatever you, whatever you say. You mentioned a giant drill ship. Uh, I believe we've encountered such a craft before. Let me pull up our records. Ah, yes, here we go. Mockrath. Our initial scans showed that his ship's power capabilities were on par with that of an armada. We would be incredibly foolish to... Well, that was quite obviously a digital projection, but I understand your anger. We could easily replace that display when we return to our home planet. Anyway, what I was getting at is that his vessel is nearly impervious. I'm terribly sorry, but I'm not sure we'd be enough help to you. What are you talking about, Agla? When we saw him back down on Earth, I thought it was all bluster. But if he's actually out there eviscerating planets, we have a moral duty to stop him. I don't disagree, friend Zorzan, but I don't think the two of us are capable. I was going to suggest that we go to the minute solar system where intergalactic law enforcement is centralized. You want to go to the mini solar police? They're just so... With all due respect, do you have a better idea, friend Zorzan? I guess not. It's as good a place to start as any. Hey there, Olgalore. How about... You come back to your ship with me and let me fly us there. You don't seem particularly space travel safe. You should just lay down and take a nap. Oh, that's not a bad idea. You guys are my best friends. I'll murder your families if you tell anyone about this. Of course, big guy. Aglop, I'll follow in his ship. I'll see you in the mini solar IPD HQ. Understood. Safe friends, Orzon. Hey, folks, it's Bob Flob for Bob Flob's Auto Dealer and Loan Shark. Looking for a car? We got cars here. Seriously, what car do you want? We got red cars, blue cars, green cars, the big cars with only two seats and the long back of one of those uh, trucks. We got trucks, yeah. Just any old car you can have your pretty little heart set on. They all come with the Bob Flop guarantee that they'll be able to successfully get off of the lot. While you're here, why not get a loan? You could use a couple thousand bucks, right? Eh, don't worry. By the time you pay me back, you'll be able to afford all that interest that's tripled your bill. So come on down to Bob Flops. Nobody drives up dead like Flob. Have you recently seen an ad for the Shanks hiring event? 
Well, don't listen to a word of it. They're filthy liars. Come on down to the Walmart mega hiring event instead. It's also this weekend, and it has mega in the title, so you know it's better. Unions are just evil people trying to take your hard-earned paycheck in exchange for absolutely nothing. And since this commercial isn't legally binding, we can say that lie openly and brazenly. We here at Walmart guarantee you'll start at almost two-thirds of a living wage. Why, you won't even need to get another full-time job to make ends meet. We'll just let you work 60 hours a week here and file it in a way that you don't get overtime so you can have all your employment needs met in one building. Walmart, probably technically not the most evil company, but we're close. Come work for Slamazon. We've got the best pay rates for the exploited masses that you're going to find anywhere. Here are a bunch of testimonials from people we paid to say this line, so legally they work for us and it's not perjury. I love working at Slamazon. Slamazon is great. They've never made me pee in a bottle. That sounds like a you problem. I am a professional hot person with good diction, and I was paid almost double what the other two testimonial readers got to tell you that working for Slamazon is the best job ever. Slamazon will start you with a signing bonus, so you can start climbing out of debt in no time. Just don't read the contract too carefully. We're obviously joking about owning your life rights, though still legally binding. Slamazon, we might actually be the most evil company. We now return to our scheduled program. Friend Sorzon, I am approaching the police checkpoint. Are you still on trajectory? I'm nearly there, Aglob. I'm not exactly used to these controls. I keep almost firing some kind of high-impact weapon. Olgalor is passed out below deck, thankfully. That is understandably a relief. Would you like me to await you before I open comms with the checkpoint guard? No, go ahead and start explaining everything. I'll be along before you know it. Very well. See you soon. Hello, Mini Solar Police. My name is Aglob from the planet Erko. I have hailed you with information on a known intergalactic criminal. Oh, hey there. Your comm channel has been approved, buddy. What can the Mini Solar PD do for you? Well, you see, I have been in contact with a refugee from a planet that was destroyed. He knows who committed the atrocity, and we were hoping you could send a fleet to apprehend him and dismantle his incredibly dangerous vessel. All righty, dear pal. Could you tell me the name of the destroyed planet in question, as well as the intergalactic fiend? Uh, actually, I don't know the name of the planet offhand. The refugee, as well as my friend who's piloting his ship, should be along shortly, and they can illuminate you on that. I do know the name of the menace, though. It's Mockrath. Oh, jeez. Did you say Mockrath? Oh, well, we got a bit of a problem there. Our intergalactic law enforcement procedures are pretty clear that we're not supposed to be messing with him. Don't get me wrong. I personally would love to bring him in, but the Interstellar Council that governs this chunk of the universe has a bit of an understanding with him. He apparently shares a good few natural resources from his planetary conquests, and that's given him immunity for what might otherwise be war crimes. That's incredibly stupid. Sorry to barge in. I just linked in on my friend Oglob's communication. 
Ah, yes, this is the refugee ship I mentioned. Oh, hi, dear. It's all good, buddy. I was just running a scan of your vessel. Anyway, sorry you're upset about the Mockrath policy. I'm incredibly upset. This guy is a mass murderer, but it's all right because he has resources and power? That's incredibly unfair. Oh, well, you're not wrong about that. But there's uh, not much we can do about it, eh? Also, uh, just a little bit of a bummer. Our, our scan shows that your craft belongs to Old Galore the Destroyer. He's wanted for galactic terrorism, so we're going to have to bring you guys in. Sorry about that. What? Why is he being treated differently than Mokrath? He definitely hasn't killed as many beings. Oh, you know. Rules are rules. Now please shut down your craft or we'll have to take you by force there. Screw that! Initiating evasive maneuvers. Aw, oh, jeez, alrighty. Mini Solar PD, please send a squad to this checkpoint to apprehend a Corgolian vessel currently fleeing. Oh, what about me? Oh, well, you might want to get scooty. Things are about to get a wee bit messy, eh? I'm not going to let you arrest my friend. We're only trying to help. Zorzan, you have two vessels converging on you from the coordinates I'm uploading now. Thanks, Aglob. Let's watch each other's backs. Aw, dang. You shouldn't have done that. Guys, we're gonna need to nab that Arconi in craft, too. I think we can lose them in the static storm. Good call. <laughs> one of them got hit by a power surge. Oh, oh, dear. The other one has me locked on. Go ahead and flee the scene. I'll plead my case and work through the system, and I'll meet up with you when this all blows over. I actually, I do hate to break it to you there, but we're just going to shoot you down. Less paperwork, eh? I don't think so. Activating high-impact missile. Zorzan. You... How could you? I did what I had to do. You were in danger. But you just murdered that officer! They were a part of a corrupt system and were getting ready to kill you. I couldn't allow that. I made the call in the heat of the moment. Let's... Let's just go. If the police can't help us with Mockrath, I know one place where we might find answers. I'll meet you at the Galactic Central Library. Okay. Let us explore for records of anything that may aid us in overcoming Mockrath's ship. Aglab, I know you don't want to hear it, but I think we just saw our best You're correct. Yet. I don't want to hear it. Hey, don't be so hard on Zorzel. It's Zorzon. Honestly, I couldn't be more proud of him. Uh, his first kill, and it was a filthy cop. He's on the right track in life, I'll tell you what. Could you please not shout about that? I know there's nobody else here right now, but you never know when prying ears could be listening in. Anyway, let's just keep searching. Oh, what about this? It's apparently a record of some hermit who lived on the outer reaches of the Prolis sector. Looks like there's rumors he made the most powerful laser weapons in the galaxy. No! No more weapons! We can resolve this peacefully! Yeah, let's try for that plan, Olgalore. I don't want to rock the boat. Let's keep looking for something else. Uh, look at this! There's rumors of a cosmic entity on the far reaches of the known universe that supposedly has a level of hyper-condensed power akin to a deity. Some even refer to it as a living god! 
I know you're stressed for ideas, buddy, but I don't think that's feasible. I mean, it sounds like nothing more than hearsay and wishful thinking. Well, do you have any better ideas? I hate to say it, but I think our best bet is to look into that weapons maker. That's based on unfounded conjecture as well. I don't see how you can... I mean, the guy who makes guns seems a bit more likely than a space god. He's not wrong. You're my best friend, Oglob. So if you want to keep looking for other alternatives, we can spend a bit more time here. But that being said, I don't think we should bet on some cosmic force of nature saving the day for us. Well, I'm sure I can find something else to overcome one of the most powerful ships in the galaxy. Maybe there's a... But perhaps... I'm sure I can... I think you have to face facts there, Olgorb. It's Oglob. It's time for the good old reliable method of blowing them out of the stars. I hate to agree with Olgalor here, but I think we're backed into a corner. So one kill wasn't enough for you, Zorzan? Don't put that on me, Oglob. I saved your life. We could have found another way out of that predicament. What you did was end an innocent being's existence. They weren't innocent. It might be nice to live in a world full of high and mighty rhetoric, but some of us have to exist within the realm of the practical and live with those consequences. Maybe it's time for you to grow up. Time for you and Algalor to get going. You have a merchant of death to track down, don't you? Oglob, I just... Have a nice life, acquaintance Zorzan. Eesh, this is awkward. Will Zorzan and Oglob save their friendship? Can the evil Makrath be stopped? Find out in part two of the story, Zorzan and Oglob, the menace of Makrath. Warning, the following presentation is not the same televised rating as the show it's based on. It contains themes and language that may be distressing for young children. Viewer discretion is advised. Previously on Zor's on an Oglob. Charging the extraction beam. No, don't! Firing! Greetings, puny life forms! I don't think this is a good idea. I'm helping someone in need, Agla. Agla, I'll follow in his ship. I'll see you in the Mini Solar IPD HQ. Hello, Mini Solar Police! My name is Aglob from the planet Erko. I have hailed you with information on a known intergalactic criminal. Mockrath! Oh, jeez, did you say Mockrath? Our intergalactic law enforcement procedures are pretty clear that we're not supposed to be messing with him. Our scan shows that your craft belongs to Olgalore the Destroyer? We're gonna have to bring you guys in. Initiating evasive maneuvers. Mini Solar PD, please send a squad to this checkpoint to apprehend a Corgolian vessel currently fleeing. I'm not going to let you arrest my friend. We're only trying to help. Oh dear, the other one has me locked on. Go ahead and flee the scene. I'll plead my case and work through the system, and I'll meet up with you when this all blows over. Actually, I do hate to break it to you there, but we're just going to shoot you down. I don't think so. Activating high-impact missiles. 
Zorzan, you just murdered that officer! They were a part of a corrupt system and were getting ready to kill you. I'll meet you at the Galactic Central Library. What about this? It's apparently a record of some hermit. Looks like there's rumors he made the most powerful laser weapons in the galaxy. There's rumors of a cosmic entity on the far reaches of the known universe that supposedly has a level of hyper-condensed power akin to a deity. I hate to say it, but I think our best bet is to look into that weapons maker. One kill wasn't enough for you, Zorzan? Don't put that on me, Aglob. I saved your life. Maybe it's time for you to grow up. I think it's time for you and Algalore to get going. I think so. Due to how vague those records were, it's not exactly easy to tell. I can safely say that this planet would be a perfect spot to be a weaponsmith. Nearly 90% of the interior is made up of rare metals that would be perfect for conducting energy. Oh, fantastic! Nothing better than using rare materials to build weapons. I mean, clean, self-restorative power might be a better use, but... Olgalor, you have some really terrible opinions. Honestly, hanging out with you has made me second-guess all of my actions. Man, I, I miss Aglob. Hey, Zorzel, don't worry about it. I'll be here to have conversations about whatever dumb stuff you want to talk about. I mean, I honestly wasn't listening. I was too busy looking at that tiny little shack down there, but... That certainly is an odd building. How is it made of wood? I haven't seen any plant life on this planet. You think too much, Zorzel. I'm gonna go knock and introduce myself. To the pathetic beings who live here. Tremble, you now face the wrath of Algalore the Destroyer. Man, what did I tell you about easing up? Sorry, no wrath here. We're just a couple of folks looking for a weapons maker. I knew it! Aliens! You've come to probe my rectum, hadn't you? What? No, that's gross! Ugh, it's weird that's your first thought. Wait, is is this guy seriously implying we're the first species outside of his own that he's ever made contact with? That, that seems unlikely. Y'all aliens can't trick me! You want to suck my brains out with a straw! Oh, I actually did that once. Honestly, kind of a pain in the ass. Didn't taste very good. I'd give the experience a three out of ten. I assure you, we... Um... We come in peace. We're just looking for weapons powerful enough to pierce titanium hulls. Oh, well, why didn't you say so? I I literally did. Well, come on in! Wait, you build everything in this little rundown shack? It's barely big enough for me to fit through the door. Oh, nah, I just put all that up there to trick the aliens. I got a layer of tinfoil over my secret hatch so they can't detect me. Of course, how simple yet ingenious. Tinfoil, the one substance that even the strongest sensor array can't pass through. You're more clever than you let on, old man. Why you gotta bring age into this? Oh, sorry about my butt there. He can be a bit insensitive. You're a literal war criminal. Well, maybe if you didn't go around casting judgments with statements like that, you wouldn't have pushed that glob-glob guy away. Whoa, hey, hold your horses, fellers. It seems like y'all have beef that needs to be squashed. Did you want to come back around some other time? No. My apologies. We kind of got off on the wrong foot. Now, what's your name, friend? My name's Old Man. Then why were you offended by... 
you know, never mind, never it doesn't matter. Please, may we come in and look at your wares? Why does it matter what I wears? Uh, I think he means can we see all the guns? Oh, right, of course. Well, stand back. The ground might be a little shaky while this hatch is opening. Oh, I think I died and went to heaven. Look at all these weapons. It is a pretty fascinating assortment. Now, did you all say something about piercing titanium plating? Huh? Oh, yeah, sorry. Uh, I was just entranced by this display. There are more explosives here than my entire planet stockade has. And... Shut up! You're crying! Leave me alone! You folks got some real issues. Now look, this condensed super collision beam should be exactly what you're looking for. Uh, thank you. Uh, what do we owe you for this? I don't got no use for money. I make weapons for the joy it brings to the universe. See, this guy gets it. What a beautiful philosophy. Yeah, uh, truly touching. Look, we appreciate your help. If there's anything we can do in the future, let us know. For now, though, we need to get this installed for our next time that we run into Alerts! Alerts! Hostile ship inbound! Greetings to the three life forms on this planet. I can't help but notice you're sitting on a tremendous amount of resources. I hope you don't mind if I help myself. Let him! I'll kill him! There's no time to get this beam online. We have to get off the planet now. Come on, old man. Aliens! You ain't taking my stuff! Uh, fine. Ogalor, leave him. Well, without further ado, activating the harvesting process. Oh, what's this? A vessel attempting to leave the airspace? How foolish. Thinking they could escape undetected from such a tiny planet. Direct a beam online. Now, who do we have here? You remember me, you bastard! Ah, uh, yes. The moody fellow who was all sad that I murdered his family. Well, don't worry. You'll be joining them soon. You won't get away with this, Mockrath. Even if you end us, my friend Oglob will find a way to destroy you. Oh, you seem familiar, too. You say this Oglob fellow will be my downfall? It hardly seems likely, but no reason to risk it. Congratulations! You've just gotten yourself promoted from dead to prisoner. After all, live bait always works best. The Adventures of Zorzan and Oglob, The Menace of Mothrath. New from the company that makes safe electric cars with no ulterior motive whatsoever, it's the self-driving Coilo Mark III. <laughs> the smartest car on the market, the Mark III, can detect what you're thinking while you're sitting inside of it. If you have any illegal thoughts, it can even lock you in and reroute straight to the nearest police station. As an added bonus, the resource gathering to make the Mark III uses 12% more slave labor than the previous model. To top it all off, our factory testing only had catastrophic crashes in slightly less than half of all road conditions. So, 
Head to your nearest Coilo dealer and get the Coilo Mark III so you can stop worrying about whether you can afford the rising gas prices. Starting at just $300,000, Coilo. Can you believe the slogan is actually ride-free? Like, for real. Right now, for reasons nobody could possibly hope to know, thousands of children are suffering in Syria. It may not seem like there's anything that can be done about it, but that's where we come in. We're the Feel Good Foundation. For just $4 a day, you could provide food and shelter to a Syrian family. If you send us a recurring donation of $120 a month, you can have the smug satisfaction of feeling like a good person. And we can write it off in our taxes or maybe buy ourselves something cool. Who's to say where that money goes? What we can say is the Feel Good Foundation is dedicated to making our contributors think they're making a difference against whatever imperialist forces might be causing third world misery. I mean, it's probably Russia, right? The Feel Good Foundation. Smugness is just a phone call away. Handfruit is presenting its most innovative phone to date. The ePhone 16X-SNI-22. This new smartphone blows our previous model out of the water. It now has 12 different cameras. They're all different resolutions for some indiscernible reason. Also, we increased the size by 0.1 inch, which makes no practical difference, but allows us to brag about it being a bigger phone. Now don't worry. We'll start shrinking them again soon and the cycle can repeat. We've made no hardware changes from our last model because by now, you should all have enough memory and storage space. Don't think you need a new phone? Don't worry. We've made sure that any previous e-phone models will self-destruct in the next month. So head to your local hand fruit store and buy an e-phone 16X-SNI-22. Hand fruit. Think different model numbers and really nothing else. We now return to our scheduled program. Killing an absolutely innocent officer before fleeing the scene. All interstellar travelers are to consider Zorzan Thritsko armed and dangerous, and are encouraged to call the authorities should they spot him. For ENN, the ERCO News Network, this has been Blipso Wargle. Officer was far from innocent. He was planning to murder me to save himself some paperwork. I know I have spent a minimal amount of time at home recently, but I do not recall there being so much propaganda in our news cycle. I believed us to be above it. Oh, you always think there is an agenda when that doesn't fit your lived experience. The mini solar cops are good guys. I think seeing the corrupt cops in that Earth media you like has turned you all around. Oh, go easy on him, Frimble. He's had a traumatic experience. Still, I'm glad that little run with the law got my little Augie to come home for a change. Oh, uh, wait. Zorzon, isn't that your purple friend? I always knew he was bad news. Leave it to a purple guy to kill an upstanding officer. Grandfather, as always, your opinions on skin tone are unacceptable. Anyways, Sorzon saved my life. I do not care if you'd rather believe the hollow screen than your own kin. I know what happened. Of course, dear. We're just here to support you. Now, eat your dinner before it gets cold. 
I do appreciate the home-cooked meal, Mother, but I do not believe I will be staying long. I am truly worried about my friend, and believe he may be heading down a violent path. I intend to leave soon and track him down. Now hold on, mister. I bought that starship for you, and you nearly got it impounded by the police the last time you were out. There is no way I am letting you go out after a stunt like that. I am officially reclaiming it. The boy needs some space god in his life. That's what I think. Oh, Dad, you and your fictional space deities. It's just the one, and it's real. Wait. Grandfather, are you serious? I read about a space deity recently, and I believe he may be capable of aiding me in stopping Mockrat's reign of terror. Do you have any idea where I might find it? Don't listen to him, sweetie. Your grandpa has some antiquated nonsense in his head. Anyway, I already told you there is no need for you to be worrying about Mockrath. He's not a great guy, but he will never attack here. Erko is part of the Intergalactic Treaty Organization. As long as IGTO has our back, he would not dare to try anything here. I know you will just blame it on my exposure to Earth culture, but I am beginning to believe that the IGTO may not be as ideal of an organization as our species is led to believe. If they truly wanted to, they could bring infinite renewable resources to all intelligent life, but they seem to want to protect their interests more. Anyway, Grandfather, I would very much like to hear more about what you know of this space god. Finally, you're coming around, boy. Now, I don't know where you can find him, the best way to learn all about Space God is in the old holy text. And mind you, only the version of the holy text that I like. Don't go reading any of those other versions of the exact same stories like the ones those purple folks use in. Oh, definitely don't look at the greenies version. Grandfather, I find that term to be incredibly unacceptable. I am seeking your wisdom, but your archaic views are so pivotal to the discussion that I think I might search for answers elsewhere. Uh, your generation has no respect. It doesn't matter anyway. I don't have my copy of the text handy. Our library should have them. We used to call them the Scoffic. You'd be wasting your time. It was just a bunch of old stories. Perhaps, but I am willing to put in the effort, even if my desired outcome is astronomically unlikely. I shall take the high-speed teleportation matrix to the library and be back soon. I don't know why you feel the need to bring up your silly old religion, Dad. You know how excitable Oglob gets about that sort of thing. He's always had such an active imagination. I have returned with copies of the Scoffic, as well as the Piflon and Truquox. I am hoping to find consistencies between them that will enlighten me as to where I can find... What did I tell you? Reading those other versions is going to give you funny ideas. Now, you listen here. <laughs> Citizens of Planet Erko. This transmission is intended for one Oglob Quexig. I, the mighty Makrath, have captured your friends, and I am demanding that you willingly submit yourself to me. I will be entering your planet's airspace very soon. Should you not have surrendered by then, I will have no choice but to destroy your planet. Ah, uh, he's bluffing. No way he'd risk guarding a war with the IGTO. Who believe I wouldn't do it? My vessel has recently undergone some incredible upgrades. I am mightier than any armada that can be thrown at me. To Aglob, perhaps you seek proof that I have your friends. 
allow me to shift hollow focus to them. Oglob, Muckrath is too dangerous. Run! Yes, Orzel's right! Don't listen to anything this bastard says! You can't defeat him, and he'll just destroy the planet anyway. Find a new star system and try to live comfortably. Well, that's enough of that. Now, the joy of two hostages is that I don't need both to show you that I am serious. Shit, you're gonna kill one of us, um, I changed my mind, come rescue us! No! Oglop, run! We, we need to flee! Come on, everyone aboard the ship! I told you I am not letting you fly that thing. Just turn yourself in, you ungrateful little whelp! Dad, you can't talk to my son like that! Now don't worry, he's bluffing, sweetie. I know you miss your friend Zorzan, but you can always make new friends. My apologies, family, but I must find a way to end this. I love you all dearly. And I will make this right, I promise. Hey, get back here with that control panel. How disappointing. Everyone, I recommend cursing Aglab with your final breaths. I... I may be responsible for all of those deaths. My insistence on a peaceful solution may have caused more suffering than taking action ever could have. Did, did I essentially kill my family? Well, I will not allow it to go any further. Computer, chart a high-velocity safe course. I have some reading to do. This is Aaron Busk. As you probably know, I've recently bought everyone's favorite social media app, Tweety. I've been making some huge changes over here. First of which is I'm renaming the app Shitter. Now, I've got plans for... It's all going up in flames! I crave the sweet release of death! Well, that guy's definitely fired. Everything's going wonderfully here, and all the things I'm doing are perfect. Now, like I was saying, big things are on the horizon. Like... Oh, hold on. This is Busk. Lock and load Marty's. A fake toot from a verified account costs you billions? Well, that's not my... Yes, of course, I'll figure something out. Uh, can we reshoot this ad? Uh, it would cost how much? Uh, n- never mind, I'm an amazing genius. It'll come out perfect. Let me do a closing statement and that'll be all we need. Shitter, now more shitty than ever. Hello, America. This is Needy Palooza, former majority leader of the House of Representatives. We may have stopped the red wave by only losing the midterms a little bit, which is honestly amazing for the Democrats, but the battle is still just beginning. I may be stepping down from leadership, but that doesn't mean I won't be showing up all the time in your emails and on TV ads to do what Democrats do best. Ask for more money. You all know the orange man we've been using as a scapegoat for all our political evil for over six years now, and he's coming back! He just announced he'll be running again in 2024, and we'd sooner elect the actual devil than him. Now, of course, we're not going to put any effort into enforcing popular policies or promoting good candidates, and that is where you come in. 
If you chip in just $14, we can stop this threat together. You might be asking, what exactly is this buddy going to do? Well, more of these ads and that's it, of course. Now, could my husband and I donate this 9 million times over? Or could we start taxing billionaires to raise this money? Absolutely not. Don't be ridiculous. Welcome to the new political norm. The donation begging doesn't stop after elections anymore. Hey, you didn't think you'd get through this special without hearing from me, right? I paid Super Bowl ad money for this spot, but I'll be able to afford it. Because now at Bob's Lobs, I sell more than just junkier cars. Come on down to my new attached building, Bob's Lobs Transplantable Organs. With busted kneecaps for late payments doesn't get the point across. Sometimes you gotta get a bit more messy to get your money's worth out of someone. That's why I was able to open this new business venture. Got an alcoholic in the family with a failing liver? Or maybe someone with bad insurance who needs a new kidney? A hospital's not gonna take care of them, but you sure don't want to lose them. And that's where I come in. So, come on down to Bob Flob's Transplants and Transports. You can get a new organ and a crappy car to get you to the hospital with. It's probably cheaper than the ambulance ride anyway. We now return to our scheduled program. So, are you just going to leave this dead body in here next to me? Yes, but don't you worry. You won't have to live with the trauma for much longer. <laughs> Your friend may have gotten away, and credit where it's due, Erconian vessels can actually keep pace with my magnificent ship, but I'm locked on to his signal. Whenever he finally reaches wherever he's heading, I'll be upon him in minutes. Whenever Aglob gets to where he's going, he'll be ready for you. He's smarter than you think, and he'll defeat you. He'll think of something. Oh, how quaint. Standing up for a friend who abandoned you. Aren't you just so precious? As you yourself have said, your little buddy is a pacifist. So unless he finds a way to blight me to death, forgive me if I don't tremble in fear. Maybe he's meeting with an armada of the Spacewide Defense Federation. You destroyed a Type 3 civilization. You're an intergalactic fugitive now. Your connections with law enforcement from before have surely been cut off. There's probably thousands of squads ready to end your path of destruction. Mark my words, you won't get away with this. Just so you know, I'm brilliant enough to know I'm a walking cliché. And I still feel like I need to tell you how cliché you were just now. Anyway, I'm far too powerful to let the goings-on of mere insects concern me. With all the power and technology I've absorbed, I'm a living god, and nothing can stop me! <laughs> no one can stop me now! <laughs> He's probably right. I led this asshole to all the power he could ever hope for. Wherever you're going, Aglob, I'm sorry. I have found the spot. Computer, open full broadcast communications. Hello, space god? Are you in this vicinity? 
I've realized this may be futile, but an evil that threatens all life in the known universe has recently come to power. I fear that no technology made by mortal beings is capable of ending his evil work. I have seen firsthand that he is not the type to respond to noble words, and, uh... No, perhaps you truly do not exist, and all is doomed. I shall wait here for my inevitable obliteration. I see purity in you. Your intentions are good, but rarity. I... You truly exist? I can hardly believe what I'm seeing. It is truly beautiful, even if I lack the language to describe it. I did all I could to maintain hope, but this seemed like a near impossibility. As is all life, within infinity, near impossibilities occur regularly. That is true. If you are real, why did you not act sooner? As advanced as I may be, I am not above reproach. The idea of perfection is a myth. As species after species both denounced and committed atrocities, claiming me as the source, I sought obscurity. I did all that I could to eliminate my presence without altering the fabric of reality. And then I resigned myself to inactivity. I am sorry. I simply do not know how we can end Mockrath's reign of terror. I thought perhaps you would have answers, but if you do not, I will leave you in peace. The being called Mockrath, I can see that he will consume all things should I not intervene. However, I refuse to act. I understand. I shall take my leave. Computer, set a course no. for... stay. Though I will not intervene, I can aid you in stopping this menace. If I value myself as good, it is my obligation. But he is following me close behind. If he finds me, he may kill you. This is acceptable. I have long grown bored of existence. If my unending vessel should finally end, I would see it as a welcome relief. I have scanned your mind and I have seen knowledge that may hold a solution. Now, listen well. I believe there's a way to end this. Lucky you! If you watch this following longer piece of sponsored content, you get to skip every one of the zero remaining ad breaks in this episode. If you'd rather just watch the regular shorter ads, use your remote to type the 20-digit code shown below. You have chosen to watch the longer piece of sponsored content. Enjoy! Cold War. I realize it may be difficult. 
difficult for your pathetic little baby brain to even consider such a concept, so I will aid you. Were you living in this sadistic world, your free will would be controlled in many ways, and perhaps no change would be more substantial than the way you would be influenced by advertising. Could you imagine the kind of control you'd lose over your life if you didn't know what you even wanted? Let's take a look at how wretched that version of reality would be. Oh, what a long day. That accident where one of my coworkers was injured, it slowed us down almost 15 minutes while the medical professionals safely and securely got him into an ambulance, all at no cost to him. Then we were a person down, so we had to work five-hour shifts, make sure the work still all got done. Oh, I'm just glad that's all over. Well, now to take a look at all the new content that's been released in the last 24 hours, because that's something I could do from one service. Hmm. Well, I'm sure all 14 of these new pieces of content are top-notch quality, but none of them seem personally relevant to my interests. So instead, I'm going to use my free time today to engage in an actual hobby of mine, which I know truly brings me joy, as no programming has ever told me I was supposed to like it. Off I go! Isn't that miserable? So little new content that a human could actually consume all of it feasibly? And absolutely none of it pushed with marketing gimmicks to convince you to watch something you'd actually find boring. To top it off, had that man watched any of the content he saw, there wouldn't be a single commercial break to tell him how to feel or what to spend his non-existent capital on. What a relief we don't live in that broken system that only an absolute fool would think is appealing. Instead, we have all the benefits of a proud, enterprising society here in America. Let's take a look at just how great we've got it. Oh, what a long one at work. My coworker got injured, and then me and the other guy had to work four extra hours of unpaid overtime to pick up the slack. Then we had to spend the whole shift avoiding his writhing body, of course, because he doesn't have any insurance. Well, I'm just glad I'm home now. I just want to sit on the couch, watch one of the several different streaming services I'm subscribed to, all of which have different shows, and the good news is they're all basically the same show. All right, I finally picked the service, the show. Only took me 15 minutes to sort through all that garbage. Well, thank goodness I have so many choices to choose from. Before you can watch the thing on the service you pay $10 a month for, we need you to watch this other thing to help us make money. Remember, if you don't like it, you can spend five extra dollars a month, you freeloader. Hey there, kids and adults. You see this thing? Huh? Huh? You want this thing? Trust me, I'm going to make a convincing argument for why mature people want this thing. Now, I'm going to pivot to make this thing seem fun and hip for all the young children we want to parasitically convince to want this thing. Eat! Buy this thing! Or you're a big, stupid, poople-faced nerd like this guy we're currently showing in the commercial for this thing. I promise, if you buy it, you'll look like one of these hot people instead. This thing? Solving whatever problem you have and automatically bringing you a sense of fulfillment. <sighs> Actually, I think I'm just going to go to bed. I need to be back to work in six hours and all that time I spent looking for the show to watch left me not really in the mood to watch it. Oh, well, at least I got to hear about this thing before going to sleep. Now I can restlessly lay in bed, let it sleep into my subconscious, compelling me to buy it. Oh, this thing is going to make all my suffering worth it. Thrown his way. There is no truer joy than retail therapy. 
you too, dear viewer, should be grateful for all the advertisements in your life. Were they not there, how would you even know what you wanted? After all, I already established you have a poor, measly, useless, infantile brain. And because you have a closer relationship with content than with real people, you'll internalize that blissful message. You don't need to worry about all that difficult thinking. You live in a world where we'll happily tell you what to think. God bless America. Here at Jim in the Sphere, we're all about delicious flavors all day, which is why we're expanding everything to be about... Fuck Jack in the Box. Phil, come on. This is like the fourth time you've screwed up this ad. Fuck the ad. I don't, man, I don't care. I could just do some hacky bullshit. Oh, we changed the company name. It's a mascot with a cube head. Oh, we say it's some backhanded shit about the company. Look how clever we are. Look, I don't have time to pretend I give a shit about this. Just fuck Jack in the Box. Phil, are, are you all right? If you're not up for recording today, we could just wait until later, you know? <laughs> all right, man. I'm, I'm going to level with you. I, we're not going to get a clean read for this one. I know tons of companies do a lot more evil shit than them, but I just got, I've got a personal vendetta here. You know, hey, Fun fact, if you pay for an order in advance on the app, then go to pick it up, and all the employees left because they were treated like garbage, Jack in the Box, they're not going to reimburse you. They're under no illegal obligation to you. And you're probably just lying. That's what they'll tell you. Anyway, they won't even let you go pick up the order from another location. Yeah, I mean, that sucks, but, like... It's $40. Getting hung up on that is a little petty. It's not about the shitty fast food. It's about the attitude. We're clearly disposable to them. I'm not active on social media. Like, this is the only platform I've got to publicly complain about stuff. So I'm not going to give some lame, lame soundbite with silly music under it. I just want to tell Jack of the Box to get fucked. You know what? Just record the outro however you want. I'm going to go lay down for a minute. Um... <clears throat> So come on down to Jim in the Sphere. We don't make it. End of slogan. Yeah, the actual slogan is we don't make it till you order it. So I'm like. <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah, I usually try to, whenever I do the slogans, base it on the real slogan. <laughs> we don't make it till. That's great. We now return to our scheduled program. I'm finally in the comms range of that insolent pester. And what's this? Why, it's the most exquisite energy spike I've ever seen. My, my word, Zorzan, your friend, may have given me even more power than you. Remind me to thank him before I make him watch me kill you. You scum. I still believe in Oglob. There's no way he doesn't have a plan. Maybe, maybe he's going to use that energy to destroy your ship. I respect the optimism, but the energy signature isn't associated with any ballistic structures. Still, some optimism is valid. With energy like that, I can absorb it all through the hull into my very being. You get to witness my true ascension to immortality. Open comms. Hello there, Aglob. Surprised to see me? Mockgrass, no! You have arrived too soon! I am not prepared! Oh, so you were preparing something? How quaint. So what's this energy signal that I just saw you attempting to mask? I already know that it's there, so no point in hiding it. I do not have the faintest idea what you're referring to! Aglob, it is too late to obscure my presence. What the... what, what is that? I believe, electing not to get hung up on semantics, that that is a deity. 
Imagine the power I will wield. Mokras, I want you to think carefully about this. If you go through with destroying a life beyond our comprehension, I truly believe you will regret it. You know, he's probably right. You should just stop what you're planning and reconsider. Zorzan! Zorzan! I grew tired of your friend's interjections, and I will not need him as bait anymore. I will have everything I need. Activating the harvesting process. Where's this? My, my ship? It's meant to handle any and all energy sources. Well, you forgot to consider the wisdom of the Earthlings, you... You fart face. Fat face? Really? I'm, I, I apologize. I am not accustomed to hurling insults. Regardless, you have made a dire mistake. You put God into the machine. No. It, it is over. But... The space god said that perhaps... Uh, I suppose expecting miracles is greedy of me. I should be grateful that the galaxy is safe. Wait. <coughs> Could it be? Oh, wow. Dying is, uh, really painful. Oh, you can say that again. You are both all right. The plan truly worked perfectly. Thank you, space god. I shall, um, never speak of this again so as to avoid militant action in your name. Aklob, you, you did it! I, I should have always trusted you. Uh, no, friend Zorzan, you were right. Had you not taken your course of action, I would not have been alive to pursue mine. I regret my harsh words to you. Oh, how cute! Everyone's friends again. Now, what are we gonna do with this little weasel? He's struggling an awful lot for a little guy. No! My ship! What have you done? Just, uh, lock him up in the brig safely. Well, perhaps not too safely. I would understand if you had to injure him somewhat to get him to cooperate. Oh, I think I can manage that. No! No! Stop it, you worm! I am the great Muckrath, and you haven't seen the last of me. Oh, oh shit, that hurt. Fine, fine, now shut up. Just please stop hitting me. So that's about it. After we came back to life, we flew to Olgalor's home planet, and sure enough, it was back, good as new. He had an emotional moment with his family and insisted on taking us to dinner. He was very keen on telling us what a corner he'd turned in terms of committing galactic evil, but then he proceeded to scream at a waiter for his drink being too cold, so baby steps, I suppose. On our way back, we ran into a MSPD platoon. They took Mockrath off our hands, and he's headed for an eternity prison. They said seeing as we prevented galactic destruction, we were cleared of all charges, so that's good. Honestly, it seems a bit contrived, but I'm guessing that Space God knew what it was doing. 
Bog Lab is still meeting with his folks, and uh, I just finished talking to mine, though I'll probably stick around for a little bit. All this craziness has really given me an appreciation for spending simple time with my loved ones. Yeah, anyway, that's the whole story, Bipson. Wow, sounds pretty wild. That last bit seemed like the kind of thing Earth Media would make into a montage with upbeat indie music underlying it. Thanks for keeping me in the loop. Oh, uh, that reminds me. Don't tell anyone. We trust you, so you got the real story, but too many folks out there would use that information to start holy wars. We're telling almost everyone that it was a bug we brought home that caused temporary madness called Angry Bovine. Oh, here's Oglub. I'm going to head off to meet him. See you later. Bye, Bipsin. I'll catch up with you soon. Well, how was your dialogue? Good. It's always a pleasure to talk to Bipsin. Well, as long as he can shoehorn something about music in. How did things go with your family? Well, they are more than a little upset with me for bringing home an illness, but I imagine this will be rectified in time. I see you're back to not using contractions. Yes, it does seem like the recent trauma has had some psychological effect on me, but again, I believe time is the best solution. I am quite sure I shall regain a more conventional speaking pattern if I spend enough time hanging around you. So... You still want to hang out with a murderer? I want to hang out with a dear friend who understands that the right thing is not always black and white. You saved the universe, you know. You're a hero, and hardly anybody is going to know it. I truly believe that had you not taken the actions you did, I would not have been in a position to take the actions I did. We saved the universe, and we know it. That is all I need. Well, that's really wonderful. Hey, Oglob, let's take a trip by Earth to say thanks to them for their part in this. Maybe we can secretly add a few years of life to their ozone layer again. But my parents insisted I am not to touch the ship for 14 more lunar cycles. Then again, I suppose, like you said, I need to grow up sometime. All right, I am on board, so to speak. Race you there, old friend. The dramatic conclusion of Zors of the Noglob, the menace of Muckrass. Tune in next week to see more of the adventures of Zors of the Noglob. the shit. One last visit to Earth, and if the humans are still screwing it up, I'm done with them. Very well, friend Zorzon. I do believe I couldn't handle much more of their depressing nature based on our previous expeditions anyway. I have covered my ocular units. Don't tell me if the planet is nothing but wreckage. Open your eyes, Aglob. They made it. They have a functioning society, with the needs of the whole species being met by their plentiful resources. It seems that each human is provided for according to their needs, and each contributes according to ability. All the artificial scarcity imposed by previous systems has been done away with. 
Jubilation! I am remarkably impressed by humanity making such magnificent strides in providing joy and comfort for all. Observe! They've even done away with warfare and frivolous profiteering. Community units work together to create artful and practical lives for their members. The humans pulled it off. There do seem to be the regular small, personal grievances, but even those seem to be better controlled and less important, seeing as there aren't deadly material issues attached to them. With how far their society has come, do you think we should go down and introduce them to the fact that we exist? They don't seem to be that far off from interstellar travel and scanning. <laughs> Surely you jest, friends, Orzan. After all the occurrences I have observed on that planet, there aren't enough jack tea in the Planerverse to get me to set our ship down. We shall allow some other species that, um, opportunity. Sounds good. Let's go home, old friend. Oh, wasn't that delightful? We we do love our little alien friends. And they love each other, and that's really what's important. Yeah. <laughs> real yeah, friendship. Yeah, their friendship is one for the ages. And definitely not at all based on real people. Not at all. I'm certainly not an autistic weirdo, and Kyle's certainly not a bit of an extremist, in my opinion, on occasion. <laughs> Honestly, your extremism is helpful, because otherwise, I'd if I, if I had different friends besides you i'd be i'd still be like some sock dem go vote liberal yeah i don't know i i don't like to think that i'm terribly i i'm i maybe extremist feels eh, maybe <laughs> I, I, you are the most extreme person i know i'm sure that if you go into the commie circles you can find people more extreme than you yeah but at least people that's like say saying among extremists extremely. i'm not the most extreme extremist <laughs> I'm like a Menshevik, I guess. I respect it, Kyle. But I don't want to be a Menshevik. That sounds gross. I'm a Bolshevik, but a nice one. Anyway. But yeah, let's uh, let's start talking about what's been happening since, uh, I mean, not, not just since the new year, but a little before the new year as well, with uh, some fresh news. Oh, here, I'll do this. To the news! Hit the news! So we're going to start locally. Uh, well, not local to us, but I mean, locally in the U.S. sense. And that's with the, our fine state of Alabama, which we all know is we love Alabama, right? It's one of our best states. Definitely I love not Alabama. one of the worst. I didn't think it's um, run like a piece of shit, but I, you know, I'm a sucker for the South. There are good people in Alabama and there's a lot of good culture there. If you step away from all the horrible bigotry, racism, and regressivism. Yeah, if you can get away from the the fact that it's, you know, a, basically run like a white apartheid state, it's not, it's not so bad. <laughs> yeah, well, they are the state that is truly doing one of the most disgusting things our country has ever done. And once we condemned about uh, 80, 80 years ago, act, like th that our government actively condemned, which was the use of gas chambers. Guess what? We're going to use them now. It's cool. Yep, it's totally fine now. We don't need to worry about... Uh, I mean, it's just a, such an atrocious way to die. It, like, I mean, It's terrifying. I, I don't know, because they're using, you said, it's um, it's nitrogen jet gas that they're using yeah, to... Yeah, it's going to kill them slow. It's going to, I mean, it's the same, it's roughly the same concoction that was used that left fin Jewish fingernails all over walls in the Holocaust. Yeah, it's, I don't know specifically about, like, the composition of this gas, if it is really, like, you know, uh, what was it, strychnine or... Uh, you know the the cyanide gas, um. But I do know that you know I've as much as we talk about parody, people going up against the wall, or you know all of those, all of the people who actually commit crimes in America, people who you know people who need to be removed from society, right? People you who can, you can you you can do that without being cruel and unusual, right? And it's also a I'm not I I think that 
the idea of capital punishment as exerted by, you know, it's the final solution on any individual's life uh, exerted by the state and a state that generally gets things wrong. That is the, I think that is the problem with our current capital punishment system is, yeah, our state is not, are the more, the values held up by our state are not uh, necessarily the best judge of good and evil yeah. or, or fundamentally right, wrong. What causes you to lose your humanity in a capitalist state is not necessarily equatable with what actually causes you to lose your humanity. Right. And while I'm sure there are certainly monsters and horrible people on death row, I do find it very, I don't know, I maybe it's, maybe it's the old me that just is peeking through from behind the door of 2023, just telling me like, hey, you know, uh, capital punishment, it's not great. We should abolish the death penalty because I do think that's true. And it may sound hypocritical to anybody who's, heard me before talk about what I think needs to happen to uh, the reactionaries in charge of us right now. Um, well, I mean, and here's my thing. Even if we do have to, for the good of society, put a bullet in a couple of heads, a bullet in a head is how you do it. Literally, no, we're not, no, no delay, no slow death, no slow burn. I mean, and, and granted, that doesn't involve that there actually has to be someone ready with the unenviable position of pulling the trigger. Yeah. Which is why I think the gas chamber is such a nice solution for all. Everyone gets to feel guilt free. Oh, some button got pushed by some anonymous right. guy behind a piece of glass. There's there's better ways to do it, even if you have to. Which ideally, I mean, I've always been of the stance we probably could just lock some people up forever, as opposed to actually killing them. But that's still, you know. I mean, there's all the lib arguments for uh, which I agree with in this instance. Uh, I, for abolishing the death penalty writ large, just because it's so expensive. Not only the, you know, process of either finding the drugs to inject people with, or in this case, I suppose, collecting the nitrogen gas and uh, possible cyanide particles that you need to kill this guy just strapped up in a room. Um, but the, the price, this, the person whose execution has been, their execution has been penned to do this type of death sentence they're going to appeal it and that appeal is going to have to probably be largely a taxpayer uh issue you know it, it it does come to effect where all of the legal rigmarole that follows any of these sentences tends to cost people a lot of money and not just out of you know private hands you got to pay the judges you got to pay the public defenders you got to pay the prosecutors and that's a lot of money for somebody who none of that would happen if they just kind of said, hey, we're not going to kill you. You are going to be in prison. And I agree still that the carceral state as it exists is horrific and wrong. But if you're doing the, the neoliberal like weighing on a scale how much money is worth or how much life is worth how much money, uh, I just you know, there in itself is a great argument against the capital punishment system. And I know that this mostly happens in places like, I know they were fucking up with Oklahoma, had a big controversy a few years ago where they were using a not tested drug. And it's it's like lighting people's blood on fire, the kind of things they were doing to people with these drugs. Um, and it's, you know, like you said, yeah, it's like they've sanitized their guilt by putting this person in a room and turning on a gas tap. But the the pain 
that people go through is still very real. It's still very barbaric. There's still a stripping down of somebody's humanity and torturing them for their last few minutes. Um, and it just is, it feels wrong in, in many, yeah, many and ways. Back to what you said, like I, our carceral system is fucked because the people being arrested 90, 98% of the time don't deserve it. But in the 2% that like it, it, either they deserve help or they literally did nothing wrong, but capitalism says, Hey, we're calling this something wrong. But if we actually were arresting all the right people, then yes, prison would be the perfect solution for, Hey, you're going to repay your debt to society for, and it could be for the rest of your life if you did a heinous enough thing, where you just, you're going to get less enviable, less enviable quality of life. We can still do like the Swedish prisons where it's still not like the worst thing ever. You know, it's basically like you live in a tiny little college dorm room as opposed to you live in an un, an uninhabitable cell. And then, you know, basically you are a slave to the state and that's okay if we're arresting the people who deserve it, but we're not. So that's always, that's the other hang up. But there's, I, I mean... I am kind of, in, I have been on the fence a lot about this lot lately, about the ne- the necessity of capital punishment in, in, like, in the case of, for example, someone like Jeff Bezos. Do we put a bullet in his head, or do we make him a slave to the state for the rest of his life? And I've kind of been on the fence about stuff like that lately. Yeah, I think that there's, um, I obviously everything about this is both uh, satirical, I suppose, and entirely hypothetical, because... The idea that, um, firstly, that we'll ever get the kind of power to make that decision is oh, yeah, it's far it's, up in the air and our best probably never going to come back down. Planting seeds in a garden we won't live to see. We n- neither of us will see the communist revolution come to fruition, even if it starts today. Even if, <laughs> yeah, and even if they don't call it like communism, some sort of collective, some sort of you know shedding of this very individualistic, very exploitative uh, system somehow. Uh, yeah, I know it's, we're never going to see it. But, you know, all, besides the, the the fact that it is all a very hypothetical situation, um, I think it's, it's very different whenever, like, between now and then, there will be a revolution. And what happens in a revolution is generally... Um, I don't know. I, I t- cuz to me it's 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 hard to m- maybe I'm getting a little too hippy dippy about shit, but it's like I don't know, it just feels so tough to accept a um tough to accept what will happen during those sorts of times, but it will. And I don't know if there's any It's going to be messy. Yeah. There's no revolution that goes cleanly. We're not going to vote ourselves to utopia. Yeah, that doesn't happen. Still, I mean, I mean still feel free to vote if that helps you i mean i don't know I'll, I'll probably go vote in this next election i'm not gonna vote for biden jesus no, no but i will go vote i'm not voting for a genocide so i can but yeah like i mean still feel free to vote because it's one of the things they actually let us do but again the quote if if voting actually changed anything they wouldn't let us do it i can't remember I mean, i'm sure I, that's paraphrasing but you know so yeah i mean it's death is a messy part of revolution but there are better no matter what there are better ways to go about the death like that that no matter how you stand on any of the revolutionary issues gas chambers just aren't okay and we condemned them every literally every country in the world condemned them back in the 1940s and then we're just like nah we're gonna do start doing ourselves now here in 2024 it's bad but let's move on to something more fun like child rape wackety schmackety do the jeffrey epstein list just uh got just dropped a couple weeks ago and we saw a lot of more evidence of hey yeah the clintons the trumps a lot of the people who have been in power in history 
definitely were raping children. We're not going to do shit about it, but it was happening. Yeah, it's just another confirmation. And I, it, it does, I heard, I think on Trillbillies, they just kind of glanced, oh, they, they brushed over this topic and they were saying, they didn't talk too much about it, but they said, um, like, it almost feels like they're taunting us with this because nothing follows up, you know? Yeah, this, it's, it's literally just, here's all, this, here's all the proof you need that we should be locking these people up. But we won't. But so fuck that's you. not happening. So do do do. Um, I you know when when Jeffrey Epstein, of course, first went in, and when he was when he committed suicide, uh, I did think there was maybe more in store for this. Um, but it's been four year five, uh, almost four and a half years, and I doubt anything will ever come of this. I'm pretty sure we could at this point see video footage of some elites dismembering a child and they'd be like, oh, well, you know, it's deep fakes. Don't worry about it. We're not going to do it. Yeah, exactly. And now you could just be like, well, that's just Dolly or that's one of those stupid AI programs. And I'm like, well, sure. And, And I'm certain that some freak has made like either fetish content or just like weirdo political content posting, you know, their political enemies in those situations killing babies or drinking the blood directly from the child for the adrenochrome QAnon folks are a special brand of crazy on their own right i have to imagine that the QAnon ai overlap is really weird i can't imagine being inside of that group but i do know in my heart that it exists and it is uh dark yeah so and that's the problem we have we have hit a point in our society where if they decide someone's not going to be arrested no amount of evidence is enough so yeah it's that's uh i mean obviously that's about all we got to say we've talked about we talked about epstein way 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 back so i'm sure you could find that episode but uh i i'm I'm sure as hell don't know when it was yeah no Um, probably closer to when he died yeah although that was 2019 that was before our feel free to listen to the episode the month after, or the month that we released, the month or week, I know we were doing weekly back then, so the week after he died, feel free to go find that episode. Yeah, and right now it's just, look, we got more proof, hard evidence, I mean, not hard evidence, because nothing's hard evidence today, right. like we were just saying. More more civil case stuff dropped, yeah. I mean, if they're not going to arrest Donnie over it, they're sure as hell not going to touch anyone else. <laughs> no, that'd be the person they want to get. And we will talk about Donald Trump a little more in this news blast we because uh it's gonna become relevant soon but we want to uh, cool. first step away from america well not completely because america is always intervening with everything all the time forever but not be within america's borders while we talk about them we're gonna go travel on over to yemen Hooray. where the houthis are doing noble work and shutting down capitalism and for that our good friend genocide joe is doing illegal bombings over congress's head yep which um, just happened today as of our recording this news blast yeah it's uh so the the Houthis, they were always described as the Houthi rebels back when I was in like college, you know, the 2011 eras, the late Obama era, because they had started a war, not the Houthis, but there was a war in Yemen, essentially, between the Houthis and um, ostensibly Iran-backed uh, rebels, who I they do have good relations, at least, assumedly. I, I haven't checked up with this because it does seem like there's some split in strategy between what Iran is doing and what uh, Yemen is doing. Um, But the Houthis were battling it against in a civil war 
a Saudi-backed, a Saudi uh, kind of proxy in the area because, you know, the Saudis obviously sharing the peninsula. They want to secure the Red Sea. They want to secure the, the exit into the Indian Ocean. And through something like it, it must have been over almost or over 10 years, uh, the people of Yemen in places like, uh, what's the name of that town? I can't recall the name of the town, but there was some of the worst, they withstood some of the worst famine conditions of the modern era. They fought against the combined power of uh, Saudi Arabia and their Gulf allies, as well as, you know, all of the material support that the United States could get, like refueling midair bombers so that they could, you know, blow up families on beaches. Uh, giving them the, the the munitions to use to blow up those families. So after all of that, and after the failure of the Saudi-led coalition and the United States proxy, uh, the Houthis are now in charge of a revolutionary government in Yemen. And they are acting like a revolutionary government because these people in charge were forged over a decade of war and privation and their resolve seems to be a lot tougher than any other except for possibly the al-qassam and the palestinians the houthis seem to have the most resolve of any person involved in this any any group involved in this conflict you know i would have crumbled in a heartbeat under those kinds of conditions yeah yeah i i can't imagine but the they've turned their uh very you know good placement geographically to their advantage and basically began a blockade of the Red Sea to any Israeli bound ships. So it's killing the port, the one single port, uh, business wise, not like actually killing the port people in there. But there is a mass exodus from their the Israel's one Red Sea port because there's no jobs. You know, all the longshipmen are, are Audi and uh, they have yet to kill a single person in this blockade. They've shot yeah. rockets so all, all, around. All the disruption of the only thing they've done is disrupting capitalism, right? Which is apparently a much bigger sin than murder. Yeah, and so they've they've struck around the thing. You'll see weirdos on Twitter be like, "Well, not for lack of trying." And no, it is for exactly for that. Like they could have easily. It would have been so much easier. Yeah, it would have been easier to kill people. It would have been so much easier to kill people. They would have done it. <laughs> yeah, it, if they wanted to, they could have. It's not like they're missing. A hundred percent miss rate is a purposeful thing. Um, yeah, and it's it, honestly the Houthis. The Houthis are truly doing noble work in this time. And the fact that our response was, "Hey, we're just going to start bombing Yemen again, even harder." Yeah. And in, and in this specific instance, America did it without our fine president, who uh, has done so much good for this, uh, for, for all the peoples, decided he doesn't need congressional approval to bomb. Them, no, he doesn't. Which, uh, that just And they're listing uh, the War Powers Act, um, which has a 60 day uh, expiry period for that. And since this, everybody thinks everything is new and we all have baby brained goldfish memories. But uh, we've been in a kind of a hot We've been, uh, situation we've been around Yemen and the Houthis for uh, decades. Well, yes, but in particular, this specific one, when they enacted the War Powers Act clause, uh, it was over two two months ago, and now oh, that's yeah. the that's the time supposedly when we're constitutionally supposed to demand for 
the authorization from from Congress, who you know I'm sure would give it to him. It's not like why wouldn't they? Yeah, I mean, yeah, he would have gotten an overwhelming yes vote from the Republicans because Biden knows how to reach across the aisle on the important issues. Yeah, and let's not imagine that the the main the bulk of the Democratic apparatchik they would have voted for it. Who wouldn't have voted for it? I just like the squad. The fact who that cares? he wasn't even willing to wait that that five days to get that taken care of or whatever. Like, nope, got to do it today. I got to look like I'm acting. And uh, he chose all the worst ways to look like he's still got his marbles. And John Kirby, that piece of shit, the, the NSC uh, communications guy, he's saying things like, everything we're doing, we're, we're trying to prevent any further escalation. And to me, you know, bombing 30 spots in a country that uh, it hasn't, hasn't really, I, I, they've, firstly, Yemen has made a very compelling case to say what they're doing is under international law not only legal but kind of it's compelled if you're a signatory to the un charter you're supposed to do everything in your power to stop genocides essentially and what they're doing and by i mean we will talk in just a second about the icj uh is trying to limit and pressure the government of israel into stopping their genocide of palestinians and so uh, it's 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 one of those things where it's like they have the 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 right legal argument in order to support their actions. They haven't killed anybody. In fact, they've seen there's been really fun uh, videos about them with when they captured they captured like one boat early on to start off this blockade. And I think they might have captured a few others, but the one that I saw, they were just like chilling with the captain. You know, he's not the people who work in the Red Sea. I have to imagine just like most people who work on long haul shipping kind of things. It's not a great job. Yeah, they're not like, oh, man, I'm, I would die for this position. No, they're. <laughs> yeah. And the Houthi, uh, mili- the, the Houthi military operators seem to be like really nice to the guys who they capture the ships with they're just hanging out so it's it, it it's you don't see that with you know captured <laughs> captured uh iraqi insurgents back in the days when we were boots on the ground like we aren't technically still but back in the iraq war heady days that wasn't happening yeah no, I mean, it's it's very clear who's in the right and who's in the wrong here, but America has a track record of being in the wrong and then saying, well, we have a bigger military budget than God himself, yeah. so now we're in the right. It's, uh, you know, there's all the little ticky-tack illegal uh, shit that you could pull out and say, hey, Biden actually can't do this constitutionally. They don't give a fuck. Uh, they could easily find the constitutional rationale if they wanted to. They're just not. It does feel like they've given up on even the pretense that they need to. They've realized that we're a really toothless populace here in America, so we're not going to stop them. Yeah, what's going to happen? if we're not going to stop them, then who the fuck is? Another January 6th, we're all going to go in there and take our... It would actually be a fun thing if we had like a Saturnalia where on January 6th now, instead of uh, remembering the day that democracy died or whatever, you just... Everybody got a chance to go in there and take a shit on the floor of Congress. (laughs) Yeah, like that should be the first thing that every new Congress should have to do is wipe up the shit of all of the people who made the trip to D.C. <laughs> but anyways, uh, you know, new segments like that make me really miss that we don't do left in the past anymore because there's an alternate history where 
we are a sane world and you're a history teacher instead of a video editor because you have a fascinating amount of knowledge about this stuff. But if you try to teach history in modern America, they would cancel you in about half a second for being a cop. Yeah, I can't. I can't. I could never get a job that could actually support anybody anymore. And yeah. also, yeah, they Especially probably because just... teachers are also just treated like shit in our country. Yeah, they really are. And yeah, in an alternate universe, I think I would have liked to be a, a teacher, but that's that's not going to happen. Uh, yeah, that that was a truly like I I learned more about the Houthis in the last uh, ten minutes than I have from any amount of reading news articles. Yeah, I mean everybody these these articles that come out and these things that they talk about they tend to be kind of um, I don't know goldfish brain you know they don't remember anything beyond the last week. Well, speaking of things within the last week, at least of our as of our recording, let's talk about South Africa saying hey. Maybe maybe uh, we should charge all the genocide because we were doing we were talking about a small genocide over in Yemen, but we need to focus on the big genocide now. There, South Africa went to the ICJ, said, "Hey, maybe we should charge Israel with the genocide they're doing." And then the powers that be said, "No, you." And it's like, um, could we actually take this seriously? Because the genocide's still happening. So basically, it's okay to do a genocide if you're Israel. It seems to be the consensus of uh, the high powers who right actually have sway in the ICJ. I the uh the the all of the time I love that they've all hit on very obviously a a a messaging uh pamphlet must have gone around in the DC um the throughout the all the slack channels that these weirdos are on because uh it's always meritless that's the word that they keep using is talking about South Africa's uh case against Israel because meritless is the polite word they use on the uh, American side. If you look at some of the Israeli documents for how they're referring to South Africa, they're basically like, yeah, you're a bunch of monkeys. Go fuck yeah, yourself. They, uh, they, it, it's really funny because so many people will, I say funny, funny and not a ha ha way. It's funny in the horrible, depressing way like our podcast is. Right, exactly. Because it's like the, all the people who talk about, oh, Israel has a right to exist. Israel has a right to defend herself, even though, you know, they're fucking... Bombing 25,000 people, half of them children, is not exactly what I would call defending myself. Yeah, no, it's it, yeah, it's not exactly a self-defense at a point. And, but they keep showing, despite this, this persistent myth that it's like the democracy in the Middle East, they keep showing their illiberalism. They keep showing that they, the, the population that is in charge and that the, the, the government, the Knesset actually, you know, follows or at least follows the lead of, that population is very illiberal and very racist and generally quite openly genocidal. There are people in, before all this kicks off, you know, people yelling like, we want a second Nakba. We're going to kill all the Arabs. We're going to kill all the Arabs in Palestine and Israel. No Palestine exists from the river to the sea, but in their sense of actually killing people as opposed to that silly shit when this first cut off where people are saying, oh, river to the sea means you want a Jewish genocide, which is obviously false no, it's, we, we we want equal rights for the people of palestine who have been oppressed since basically their nation existed uh it's it's i don't know there's i mean obviously there's not a completely easy solution but there's a pretty easy one which is hey israel you're not allowed to touch palestine anymore ever again and that's that that's just a that'd be a really good start easy solution and we could work from there to make a better solution but you know we can start with the easy part yeah it's um which is literally just 
no touching anymore. That that's that borders off limits for you, Israel. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and basically, what the ICJ is doing right now uh, is that it's going through. It's trying to prove intent to commit a genocide, which I think is very easy to see. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I literally just look at any random Tuesday over in uh, Gaza, and then there's your intent. Yeah, you can <laughs> take a look at what's happening, obviously. What's happening is a genocide, but the thing that they're trying to prove is intent in order to basically, because it's international courts, it's international stick, law, yeah. you can literally do nothing. There's no enforcement mechanism behind any of this. I The, the idea of a world government, a shared pool of resources is entirely false under the unipolar American-led world, uh, and it may never have been real, even under the sem somewhat multipolar world of previous UN ages. The thing that they're doing is basically showing quotes from Israeli officials, Israeli figureheads, I suppose would be the word, uh, people who are speaking with the voice, the sanctioned voice of the Israeli government calling for the deaths of everyone in Gaza, leveling it, nuking it, Things like that. And it's just so obvious because you just put up the financial fucking ministers that one of these guys who's like, we have to erase them all. We have to push them all into the Sinai or send them to Congo or whatever convoluted genocidal ethnic cleansing plan they have. Yeah. And and they, they, I mean, military officials in Israel are saying this kind of shit. And then they're just like, nah, it's not actually genocidal talk. Yeah, it's like these guys are recording TikToks of them basically saying ah, ha, 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 we're killing everybody ah, ha, ha, ha. we're uh routinely dismembering or running over or you know disparaging the the lives of these these people that we want to get rid of they're saying it out loud and apparently the 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 UN the ICJ everybody in Holland they're all Hamas you know it doesn't nothing nothing means anything you know you know they can try a to contain their... there was actually a Hamas base camp inside that child's head. That's why they had to yeah, shoot it. That's what they they hit a they hid more tunnels between his ears. I just it's it's so despicable how on the face and obvious what they're doing is, and yet there's still this kind of uh, this double speak and this th thought killing responses that just try to essentially, I guess, I don't know it. it keep the killing going, push this off, the the inevitable off for a little bit longer, because all that they would be able to do, even if this ICJ court, even if the genocidal intent is proved, then all that can happen is the UN can petition for them to do a ceasefire. Yeah, and... And then that is a petition. Yeah. <laughs> you can't, you, you can't yeah, do it's, anything. It's like that, uh, it's like the... Uh, it's like the old meme from uh, Breaking Bad days, which is, what, almost 15 years ago now? That show came out forever ago. Jesus. But yeah, the, he can't keep getting away with this. Uh, you know, Jesse's mm. screaming, he can't keep getting away with this. Like, that's, it's, yeah, they they will. And unfortunately, we're not only uh, allowing it, but actively enabling it here in America. But that's really, that's really depressing stuff. And honestly, Kyle, we need to step away from the depressing before we wrap up, or we're just going to leave everyone suicidal for the new year. Hmm. So let's talk about what's going to be the funniest shit to happen this year, the 2024 presidential election. I I have a, f a feeling that we won't see much of Joe. 
throughout this, which is a real I, shame. There might not be. They might legit just skip debates, which would be. Uh, oh, one hundred percent. They're skipping the debates. He's not going to make it through a debate, man. It's yeah. White White Power Donnie versus Genocide Joe is going to be a humiliating affair. If they do have debates, then I have every intention of getting very drunk during one and watching it like it's a satire performance as opposed to real. I have life. only watched one Biden. Uh, Trump debate and I blacked out in it so I, I I think I might not drink if I have to do it and maybe do something else worse <laughs> I don't know um, <laughs> but the the idea I, I I just wish I wish and I I I would love it if they would roll you know back before October 7th and this you know him basically becoming a more odious figure than he already was. He was kind of funny, you know, if you trot him out there old and stupid. Yeah. I like that. Now it's No, I mean less his recent his fun. recent genocide his recent genocidal actions have really taken the the fun grandpa out yeah. of it all. So it's almost like uh, I don't know. I I was at the gym and I saw CNN talking about, you know, Trump. They were trying to do some sort of oh, he he made fun of John McCain. Don't you know he was a war hero kind of controversy stuff? And I'm like, I don't really want to deal with all of that silly shit. So, of course, I'm just not going to watch CNN or the news. I'll just wait for somebody to clip his really funny, stupid bits because he's very dumb. Both of them are very dumb, but it's like... Oh, yeah. And oh, I want to be clear when I said I'm not voting for Biden. I'm not voting for Trump. I will go into that uh, ballot booth and vote for whoever the Green Party candidate. Probably, it'll probably be my second time voting for Jill Stein. She's all right. Yeah, it's like it won't mean anything, but it's it's. The it principle. won't mean anything, the... but it wouldn't mean anything either way. Anyhow, <laughs> you know what? At least she is. She will be one of the. She will be out of the four people on that presidential line. She will be two of the four who haven't committed a genocide right. or enabled it. Or... I uh yeah. So it, I I don't imagine that they'll actually do any debates. I think that they'll be. Yeah, no, it's going to be honestly. This is this will. When we're talking about death to democracy, the death to democracy has already happened, mm-hmm. and we're going to witness it in real time, but then we're going to retroactively blame Trump for it when he wins. Yeah, it's already gone, and I don't believe that we'll see Biden much. We'll probably see his surrogates, probably, like, celebrities, that kind of style presidential run. Oh, and I guess I should be clear, the, the Republican primaries still have to happen, so most of the pundits agree Nikki Haley has a real shot. <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't finish that with a straight face. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, why... why it, Back when, what was it, almost a year ago or something, when Ron DeSantis finally launched his campaign, he hasn't been in Florida more than like three weeks since then. He's just such a loser. And the, so is Nikki Haley, obviously. It's the, uh, every yeah, time, no one, no for every hour Donald you Trump. spend on TikTok, your children spend on TikTok, they become 17% more anti-Israel. Uh, and it's like, where do you get these numbers? Like, he just likes to just make stuff up. Total bullshit, the things that they say. Which is which, here's the thing: as someone who had, who has struggled with a compulsive lying problem, if I had just directed my efforts to becoming a re- Republican politician, I could have been a very successful. Probably guy. could have done it, but no, I had to have a conscience. <laughs> fool, fool. Uh, yeah, I just you know the, the the primary is long gone. Chris Christie dropped out, and then he tried to do this like, oh, I'm so principled. We gotta we gotta get rid of Trump. It's like the, they, he's been ahead of the polls. He's never shown up at one of your stupid debates. It, you all are just playing around in circles in the sandbox, not doing anything right. And you'll all get behind him whenever the candidate is announced. Is yeah, announced for any 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 denouncing you're doing right now. The moment that the actual uh, the moment the primaries are over and it's actually electoralism season for the 
Uh, I mean, especially as we approach October, you will see every single Republican kowtow in a, in a heart. Yeah. Do you imagine there's an October surprise where Joe Biden dies? <laughs> I'm. You know what? I, I I said in the past that Harris would be the only person worse than Joe Biden to run, but we might be crossing that threshold where we really wouldn't fucking I don't matter. think they're it would matter. Yeah, they're awful. both as, at least as bad. <laughs> and yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's not like the genocides would stop under Oh, Harris, certainly not. But It wouldn't stop under any like, of these she doesn't guys. Have that, she doesn't have the actual events tied to her formally yet. She's, in fact, I haven't heard Harris's fucking name in like months. Six months. Yeah, it, <laughs> I, I saw a picture of her the other day. It was another I'm pretty, one. I'm pretty sure me saying it is the first time I brought it up. It's, it's been referenced to me in any capacity in quite a while. Yeah, I saw a picture of her the other day and she was doing that uh, very concerned look that she does when she's in a meeting and she's trying to look like serious. And it's like, this is such a silly, it's such, it's also, I mean, everything about politics is theater or whatever but it's so so lame yeah i don't know it's it's gonna it, it we, we will see our the uh hypocrisies of our quote-unquote still existing democracy laid bare in the coming months because it's i mean i've said it what six years ago that trump will win in 2024 maybe not quite that to be fair i said it i think maybe four years ago because i didn't until trump had lost in 2020 i didn't formally set that prediction into motion but I I had a pretty good inkling, yeah, and I think that I stand by. To this day, I can stand by that pretty safely because there there's nothing the Democrat Party has done but alienate their voters over the last three and a half years. Yeah, you're not gonna. And I uh, I can't imagine that it's gonna go well. Honestly, I would love to. This is. I mean, I, I, I as much as I wanted to make this a jokier segment, it's gonna get depressing over here, just like it's depressing overseas. At least it's not. For the record. Don't ever try to claim it's your the America your shitty American life is as bad as anyone's in Gaza. Like you know, no, don't, certainly not. We all know better than that. But it's yeah, it's just a shitty world, and uh, there's not really any optimistic news right now. Like nothing. I can't think of a single story that I've read in the last month that I was like, oh, this is good news for a change. Not nothing. Not a single uh, fucking thing. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of drawing a blank too. <laughs> uh, well. See, dark times like these are exactly when we need to work even harder to band together. Take Kyle's example. You're still breathing. You can still do something. And the best way to go about doing that is with all of the love and solidarity you can muster. Love and solidarity, y'all. It can be told in few enough words. We are not certain of his intentions even yet. They talk. So I am told.